Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion and, of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's works and the Cosmere. I'm Eric, and joining me is David. I am also known as the one and only Windrunner. On only the one. <laughs> yep, only one. The only one. Yep. Also joining us is Evgeny. I am in... I have no idea where I was going to take that. Yeah, me either. Uh, <laughs> there, there was a part of me that wanted to 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 make a, a, a hey, you should rename yourself to Windrunner on the forums. That like that should be your. Uh, <laughs> okay, that would be pretty funny. That would actually then, be pretty funny. <laughs> and then another part of me was struggling that you said David instead of Ian because. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know. I had to do that same thing. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, so who are you? Who am I? I am Batman. No, I am Argent on the places on the internet. Cool. Also joining us is Ala. Hey, I'm Rassar, occasionally. Occasionally. <laughs> All right, nice. Most of the time. The newt watcher herself. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, but not least, we have Veronica. Uh, hello, I am Cheyenne Sedai on the Discord and the forums. Awesome, and I am Chaos. And today, we're going to talk about Aethers. Uh, but before we do that, there is some relevant show and tell. Relevant. Oh, <laughs> all, all show and tell is relevant. All right, no, 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 so. but this especially so. In the spiritual realm? All yeah, show yeah, and tell yeah. is relevant. <laughs> Um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Hoyt box yeah. that shipped in January for the years of years only one year of Sanderson. So if you were still waiting for yours and trying to stay away from spoilers, I'm sure we're gonna have a timestamp yeah, in the description. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just through. put a timestamp where yeah, if you want to skip past yeah. Sure. Uh, if you are an audio only listener, I have no idea what. You're well, then do. you also will get the timestamps, and you yeah. can go oh, to the next. Scoot forward great. a bit. Yeah. So let's try not to show where I live. Um, the danger of unboxings. <laughs> right. So, so this, is, this is the box. Nice. Uh, I do like this like dragon scale thing texture. That there we go. Sure, sure. And then uh, it has a, a nice Hoid sticker nice. in there. Inside the box, there are a couple of quotes from, uh, well, from what's awesome. I, I love um, that how pixely your camera is and internet is right now. That, well, that, that really enhances the experience. It's like a, it's like I, a slight, slight spoiler. I, this, is, this is much better than us doing a separate mild, unboxing video. Mildly blurred. Video. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and then in the box, and this is also not going to be like super well visible because t-shirts, right? Which Hopefully it's not green. For the green screen. Oh my God, it just blends right in. <laughs> Okay, okay. Hoyt for president. Okay. Hoyt, Hoyt for president. Okay. That's, that's he, a nice he design. Would it be president? No. There no. is something no. about the angle of his face that looks like Homelander to me. So a lot of people I, have said that. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. There's something right. about uh, it that makes me <clears throat> see that. So we okay. also have... Oh, these are, these are going to be shiny. So we have a bunch of... <laughs> Wow, this, yeah, Very that is yeah. crisp. Okay, nice, nice, good work, good. Um, for you, people have posted pictures on the Discord. Yeah, vandalize better quality. Whatever you want, we have uh -huh. two packs of sticky notes. Okay, uh, and these are going to be super hard to see. Oh no, that works. 
There are still Killer tourists. Better okay. than almost anything so far. And and all of them are like that. And then this one says, "Dream big, you idiot." Yeah, okay. Uh, with so both of them are so I believe this one, this illustration, this concept art matches the mini for wit for the Stormlight Minis Kickstarter. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, this one, I believe, is brand new and unique. Okay, neat. And then uh, there's a pin, right? There is a pin. There's a pin. Uh, it says 002 Hoyd on the bottom. I know yeah, because it's, it's not supposed to be pin. the second box, but the trust ones are yep. delayed, yeah. Yep, it's, uh, it's, a little, it's a little chibi Hoyd. That's, uh, and, yeah, that's cute. Uh, yeah. And we have a mouse pad. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, that, I mean, that art is nice. The art is nice. I, I actually find, changed uh, like my background to that art with because it came with the Tress uh, yeah, like yeah. art pack. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And I was kind of in desperate need to change my computer background. And so that's what it is now. You see it's your a good computer piece of background? Art. What if you just the, have the, the a thousand pad. tabs and you never <laughs> see the, the desktop? Oh, and by the way, so when you get your thing, there will, there will come a, a thing that lists all of the items. So cool. if you didn't want to get spoiled, one, you're too late. Uh, but two, you could refer to that. Cool. <laughs> so the, the mousepad art is Howard Lyon. Do you know yes. who drew the other piece? I do the not, and... but it looks very Ben McSweeney. Mm-hmm. Sure, that makes sense. Well, uh, I don't know if that's worth $60. I mean, I, the, the Dragonsteel shirts are extremely nice. I, you generally can't tell uh, as I'm on the show, but I do always wear like a Dragonsteel shirt when I'm doing the show because uh, you, you, you only see like up here, but they're very comfy. They're absurdly comfy. Yeah, for a swag of post-it notes, I'm like, yeah, cool. And I, I can confirm that this one is made of the same material when it has this. Like, I haven't put it on, but the, the feel of the material yeah, is the you, same as all of the other good ones. Awesome. So they're, they're, they are selling the boxes separately, which, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I should have, like, lowered my expectations. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's harsh. Uh, but <laughs> I, you know, I do think that there was, like, maybe a, a hint of them wondering when they decided to push off the words of radiance kickstarter and they were like let's see how people react to the swag mm-hmm. boxes before we and yeah. i think the reaction's been like mixed to good generally yeah i don't know i haven't looked exten- like exclusive like or extensively around just the things that i've been reading yeah on the discord primarily yeah. i mean not that differently priced from uh the you know the wax and wane release swag pack and stuff uh yeah realistically and so you you do get mm-hmm. more there i don't really care about fancy post-it notes though or stickers so <laughs> i would struggle to use like a dream pick you idiot sticking out somewhere that anybody else could see it but that's probably just me <laughs> oh yeah no 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 that, that that's just me but i don't know i don't think we're gonna do unboxing videos on channel maybe maybe we are i, I don't know uh i think the plan originally was but I don't know. Maybe for the books. Let's, the books let's see great. if we survive the year. It, it, yeah. Honestly, guys, my goal is to survive the year with uh, just like regular content plans. Because we, we did like over 130 hours of content last year. So yeah. like that, 
that might be too much. <laughs> I think I think it might. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. we'll, you'll have regular stuff. Shardcast will uh, be biweekly, so you know, don't don't you worry your butts. Uh, but um, you yes. can yeah. you can put a sticky note on your monitor that says, "Survive the ear, dream big, you idiot." Cool. <laughs> 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 Yeah, my, I was talking to my mom this morning. She's like, you're already recording it. I'm like, it's not my fault that Brandon decided to release five books in a year. True, true. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, 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 yeah. So we're, we're just we're just going to be surviving. And, uh, you know, I don't think there's going to be a Dark One Forgotten podcast is all I'm saying. Expect <laughs> extensive Secret Project 2 coverage. Just podcast or podcast. No, no, that's... Look, there, there will be a Secret Project 2 podcast. That's the non-Cosmere one. We can't, we can't confirm. <laughs> yeah. What are we going to be talking about today, though? What are we going to be talking about today? We're going to be talking about Aethers. And to do that, we need spoiler warnings for everything that has come out, uh, uh, basically. So Especially Lost Metal and Tress, which just came out, both of them. So, And also some unpublished things, because... Yeah, yes, uh, we, we will mm-hmm. be talking a, a little bit... I wouldn't say plot spoilers, just some lore stuff uh, from the mm-hmm. unpublished Aether of Night, uh, which and, you can get on our on the forums. I'll put the link in yeah. the description and enjoy it. Uh, there also will be Stormlight spoilers specifically. So, yeah, uh, not not too much, but not yeah, major, there's definitely but some. Yeah, there's a direct connection. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. For, oh, well, oh, yeah, that's that's, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. OK, so, yeah, so everything. <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's just mm-hmm. not. Stormlight 5 prologue and not, not another secret prologue. project. Yeah, we're not doing those. Oh, okay. Damn. I can't bring up my Stormlight 5 prologue theory again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so let's just get right into it. What is an Aether? Uh, <laughs> Good question, yeah. It's the, it's the thing the, the elves wanted in Dark World, right? It's true. That is, oh, that is. is true. It's the reality stone. It's Indeed. the reality yeah. show. We're an MCU podcast, actually. We're doing a hard pivot, actually. We, we, to talk yes. about Thor the Dark World, that's what you want. Right that's where you jump in yes. if you're starting your MCU. The best right Marvel now. movie. The best. The best. Uh, I would say that an Aether, pronounced Aether by Brandon, so true. we're sticking with it. True. Uh, is both a substance. That has oftentimes an intelligence associated with it. Yeah. And let's mm-hmm. let's use an example, David. Let's use an example. Be great. Yeah. There's a good I line in Tress about like that. Oh, yeah. OK, so I was I was going to ask you, let's take Twin Soul. But if you have a good line in Tress, you can use that as well. Why don't we do well, both? <laughs> yeah, we definitely can. Here, let me pull the Tress line up. And I don't want us to like dig into that, but I think it's good background providing providing context. Absolutely. Uh, no, I yeah. think so. Because it's yeah, hard, to, are hard to define. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah. it's hard to say substance just like in isolation. Essentially, aethers are these materials. And as Ulam says in Tress, each of the aethers up above is connected to a primal element, vegetation, atmosphere, silicate. And we see that in examples like Twin Soul, where we can, with a little bit of an assumption, say, okay, his rosite, it is rosite, yeah. uh, is probably can is probably is an aether that is connected to the essence of silicate, at sure. least within their lore about the aethers. Sure. And so we can kind of think about it at least with that framework. 
and with twin soul there's also like this primal aether that that is like an actual conscious thing right mm -hmm. and, and, and intelligence so yeah think of this less like how you have a bunch of different wind spren and more like you have a single wind entity that you can contact in different ways mm -hmm. sure I, yeah i think there was for a long time before we understood bondsmiths the idea that the high like the Stormfather might bond multiple people and that didn't prove to be true at least so far as we've seen but that is kind of a good way to think about it yeah. at least with the aether okay. bound that we see that yeah, yeah. it is one invested entity that can bond with a bunch of different people simultaneously yeah. and that invested entity is associated with some element so like mm -hmm. the, the storm father mm -hmm. would be, and this is a terrible example but like the storm father would be the prime aether of the essence of storm or something yeah sure mm -hmm. and it's more a little more physical than spren at least from what we've seen so far yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. like the ethers are like actual things that you can touch and toss and die to yeah 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 mm -hmm. and and we'll, we we will talk about all the weirdness on Tress uh, yeah. with that so th th there's a lot of details this is the overview section um yeah. mm -hmm. But you could even look at it as being analogous to a spren too, because when a spren come into the physical realm, they come in as a material, they come in as a metal. Sure. And you can imagine a metallic aether, and the, those two concepts aren't so different. Sure. Cool. Uh, let's maybe quickly go through some meta history of the aethers, because Brandon has wanted to get the aethers in for a very long time. Uh, he's... He said that this is this is kind of the last big magic system for the Cosmere. Mm -hmm. uh, and so he he wrote uh, a book called Aether of Night. It, it was not published. Uh, so th there, there is some interesting lore here. Uh, Brandon sort of rejiggered a lot of this stuff. So uh, mm -hmm. if, if you happen to read Aether of Night, I think things are very different now. But uh, we can <laughs> But let, let's still uh, look through what the Aethers were in Aether of Night uh, and quickly just go through those. Um, yeah, so first of all, we had Amberite, which was red or pink, not amber, like the name says. Not amber. Um, and, it, <laughs> and this is proto shard plates and shard blades. Oh, yeah, um, that's true. Because right. it's like we saw like with twin soul and the lost metals basically like it can grow around the user and they can use it as plate or as blades depending on the strength of the user and so key plot point was that the main character didn't have a very strong aether and so could only go to the blade part and could never like get to a plate like for sure. example his older brothers his older sure. no his younger brother sorry yeah kind of um, a kenton type guy you know mm -hmm. i only got the yeah. one the one ribbon of sand <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and, and this is this is obviously Rosite now. Uh, yes, because mm -hmm. it now it it was weird that it was called Ambrite, which which is a better name. It's a better name, but I like pink crystals better. I think it's more fun. Brandon yeah. should have leaned into the inconsistency and renamed it to Rosite, but also made it amber color. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's good. I like that. That feels like it could happen. I like it. Yeah. Um, next is Verdant, which we've also seen hey. in Trust. Still um, canonical. Basically, yeah, like Spider-Man, but vines. And so like Verdant users could like swing around and use the vines like to extend like parts of their body. And so 
And if they were strong enough, they could also kind of have like protective, uh, like use them to protect themselves, but it's not played in the way um, Amberite is. And these two were opposites. Uh, oh, we'll right, because there was some whole big opposite yeah, thing. There's like a polarization to mm-hmm. the whole thing. With like a proto, it's like a, I'm not going to go into the Proto-ruin preservation. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I've, I've read not, some of this. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it's bonkers. It's confusing. Yeah. Um, then we have Bistarin, which Ooh. does not exist in canon as far as we know. And yeah. this would let users like graft animal parts onto injuries. Um, and so they were like pretty resilient uh, soldiers because you just graft net, like an animal skin into the injury and they're fine. But yeah. Before we started, you said there were cat ears in this Vestarin? That, that is, that has become a meme with the community that you would theoretically Afer. be able yeah. Oh, to so that's not in A for of cat girls. I don't believe anybody ever has cat ears. So that's possible no, that it's in there. Okay, I'm okay. Ether of Night recently, uh, and we have someone with an eagle, like, claw as an arm. Yeah, um, which I think and, would not like, be different that things. But um sorry, did I did I just hear eagle as an arm? As in the whole bird eagle? No, just the claw. No, and the, the claw as an arm. Oh yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. I think another one had like a hawkeye, which I mm-hmm. imagine I don't know how that fits the same socket, MCU. but that makes sense. <laughs> hawkeye. <laughs> talking oh, about yeah. MCU. It's the Sorry, secret right? MCU episode. <laughs> Yeah. Excellent. This is going great. <laughs> yeah. Not so much material associated with that. It was a little odd. It was weird. I, I feel like whatever this has turned into is definitely going to be more in the vibe of we see the canonical Aethers and not like, yeah, whatever this is supposed to be. Yeah. Um, then we have no cat girls. No cat girls. <laughs> Which is funny because everybody was theorizing that the sorceress was going to be a cat girl and all these things. Oh, that's, because oh, of that's where that came from. That's right. I, I, I think that's theorizing where that is very loosely. <laughs> yeah, that's a strong <laughs> word. It was a strong theory, Argent. Do not, dispa- do not disparage <laughs> the cat girl. You, you know, you can't deny Leondor <laughs> could give you cat ears. It's true. That's Definitely. fact. I, that's I, a fact. I cannot deny that. It's a fact. <laughs> Good. Yeah, absolutely. You can do anything. Anyway, what's the next one? <laughs> uh, so the next one is Ferris, which is a bit confusing. So Ferris users have two options. Either you become a corpate, and so you either become like one of these like metal pillars that are used to support the architecture, which is pretty extravagant, and also give warmth, which is or you become a walker, which those are the two examples we saw they might be more. But yeah. walkers are used like for transportation, and I always imagine. Like, like I always imagine like, just like going. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like these like giant like I mean cockroaches, I guess, because of the like plate that they have, and they took people around. Um, yeah. It's confusing. So or yeah, yeah, and then the other um, pharaoh Caesar who didn't want to become corpates, which why would you want to become a corpate? Um, where like they're like caregivers and so there would always be one with each corporate and like keep them company and fairless users were known for being very reserved and cold towards everyone else this book sounds so insane just, <laughs> we are. Most just to be- clarify so fairless afer lets you turn into either architecture or machinery yes or it lets you I interact know? with the sapient human architecture and machinery yes exactly yeah do they uh, remain sapient after they become columns yes i think so yeah. <laughs> or they need a friend oh, like that is like the whole purpose of the other person is to have oh, somebody to talk to 
uh, it's it's pretty dark, honestly, and it's yeah, not and touched on much. Point, um, one of the characters threatens to become a corpate if the main character doesn't choose their house as okay. wife. That's <laughs> emotional abuse. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Corpates live a happy life, Arjun, and allow the society to flourish. Don't question it. Uh, We're going through this quickly. We're going through yeah. this quickly. Motion yeah. to move on every, to the every next. Time, every time I hear something about Aether of Night, it's new and terrifying in a new way. Yeah. And and so Ferris and Besterin are similarly polarized, sure. just like Verdant and Amber. Animals, yes. machines, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Also, like Bestarin and Amberite uh, were grouped together. So mm-hmm. Bestarin, Amberite, and the Knight, which we'll get to, were okay. grouped together. Okay. Um, yeah. it's and a it's like the whole like proto ruin preservation thing. <laughs> and they were like each related to like different right. shards, but it's confusing, and I'm not gonna get into that. Very so yeah, those are grouped together. <laughs> nice. And then uh, Verdant, Ferris, and Illuminous were also grouped together. Okay, let's get these last two aethers here. Yeah, yeah. one of them's important. The other one, not so much. Okay. Yeah, so these are the weird ones. So we have a Luminous that, like, the religious order, um, like, the highest people in the religious order have. And it's used to teleport to other people. Also, at the beginning of the book, nobody knows it's actually an Aether. They just think these powers are given to them by God or whatever, but it's an yeah. Aether. I mean, yeah. it, it does seem... Reveal. Huge, huge Aether of Night spoiler right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Nah. And... Yeah, so that's Illuminous. And then we have Knight, that's the opposite of Illuminous. And this is the one that's like the catalyst for the whole plot and why it's called Aether of Night. Sure. You can mm-hmm. A, teleport yourself and whatever you're holding. So technically you can teleport other people if you're holding them. Okay. Yeah. Um, it happens. Yep. Exploit Does it follow D&D rules where you have to like meet the carrying capacity? Otherwise you can't. No idea. Um, and this also makes like the midnight, the midnight essence-like things that like are attacking. Were uh, they called that in Aether in, of Night? I they're no, called the Forgotten. Yes, oh, they are. Great. They believe they're the spirits of their ancestors. <laughs> come again. Great. Uh, the Forgotten. Yeah, and the interesting <laughs> thing about the Aether of Night is it does some of, some of it gets on the protagonist, and it kind of serves to strengthen his normally weak Amberite to mm-hmm. be much more powerful and kind of gives it like a cool badass tint, you know, yeah, just, of course. just because that's how that sort of thing works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, like, like Venom like from Spider-Man 3. Powers. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yeah. So, so, and it, the implication was that Knight and Illuminus were sort of like moving towards God Aether type things. Like they were moving, mm-hmm. chaos and order were how these things were polarized and every generation of Aether was kind of moving closer to this more pure opposition essentially and the only other these are the weird ones yeah the only other relevant thing i would throw out there was they do the characters do have buds in their hands that kind of show Mm -hmm. that they are whatever sort of uh aether they are it's an embedded gemstone in the palm or for emberite yeah or the like bracelet of like a vine like a vine yeah Mm mm-hmm and no idea about Bastarin and Ferris. Yeah, well, yeah, it's pretty easy to tell if you've got an eagle eye. They're like, I know <laughs> that guy stands. You're yeah. a pillar. Oh. I figured it out. <laughs> the person, the person with two and two together hands. Yeah. Uh, but there are kind of what I would call core aethers. Like they go at one point mm-hmm. to the source of verdant, the verdant aether, and can speak with 
proto preservation slash adenalcium in great. there. <laughs> great. <laughs> It's uh, confusing. The other book is very strange. Yeah. Old timey Cosmere is just the most bonkers <laughs> cosmologically from like what we have like tra- trying it out. He's trying it out. Yeah. There is something interesting here though. And okay. it's the idea that uh what we now know to be the prime is it prime or primal? I, I keep forgetting. Primal. Okay. Primal is what primal aethers has. Okay. Um the primal aethers now are a callback to like a, a, a shard-like being from early Cosmere drafts. And that mm-hmm. plays nicely with the idea that Brandon is being telling us in Wobs, where the Aethers consider themselves separate from the shards and mm-hmm. predate the shattering sure. and... Um, they do not the, And, well... Maybe. They make that argument. Asterisk. They believe that. <laughs> yeah. But but certainly the shattering, right? And so mm-hmm. the primal aethers probably consider themselves to be on the same tier as shards. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know if they're quite that strong, but they're they're I, I would I mean, they at least put them themselves. Yeah, sure. But it, hard to say. We don't we don't really know, right? Okay, so no. That's that's fair. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Uh, but but they are up there, right? They're and so there. that calls back to originally the primal aethers were, you know, shards essentially, right? When when shards didn't exist, and so this kind of power dynamic, uh, where the primal aethers are some of the most powerful beings in the cosmere or entities in the cosmere, goes all the way back like twenty years ago. Sure. Cool. Uh, and and we'll, we will talk about the, the canon Aethers because now there's 12, not six. So we'll, we'll, we'll get into all that. Yeah. Twice uh, as much fun. Twice as twice as many more red spikes, you know, uh, <laughs> the primal <laughs> element of red spikes. The good old essence of red spikes. And honestly, I don't know if it's more confusing or less confusing than uh, the uncanonical version. I mean, I'm, because I'm, I'm some- sure. I'm sure Red Spikes like has like some essence that Brandon has in mind. <laughs> oh, we'll get into it. Oh yeah, we we absolutely will. Uh so there's some other uh meta history of Aethers oh, and they've popped up uh they popped up in Liar of Partnell. Like uh, honestly, yeah, I kind of know this. I there, kind of there is a character who is like rides up at the end of one of the sample chapters and <laughs> She's got kind of a shallan energy, I always felt like. But anyway, she gets she gets there and she has got uh an aether like on her palm that is like speaking and interacting with her. Okay. In some way. It, or it's I think it's in her maybe in her forearm, but it is some sort of substance embedded in her. And similarly, the guy who is kind of like the brutal leader of the Froon Ring and the other kind of longer, harder to find Aether of Night uh sample chapter is himself oh. has a sliver of an aether and it's kind of like dead like he's like it doesn't do much he occasionally gets like a little impression from it but okay. it's not they fade with time is kind of okay. the main thing we learn about them mm. and you can you can steal them like you kill somebody and you can take their aether nice oh okay yeah now speaking of like stealing things um one of the things in aether of night is mm. that one of the other protagonists like her people are being attacked and the government doesn't care about them. And so her mission is to go and get a bud of the most powerful Aether that well, was the one uh, the prince had there. Um, and so she had to like find a way to like 
restrain him, cut off a piece of the aether in his hand, and bring it back to her people. Yeah, so oh, they might have amberite. Like chisel it off of him. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. okay, sure, 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 sure. And it would like be fine later, but for a couple of like weeks or days, it would be a bit weaker. Cool. Then, uh, I, you know, I kind of forgot this, but uh, Brandon also tried to. This is a Time Wasters Guide post from 2004 here where Brandon's talking about some ideas for uh, series names where he has uh, the Aethers of Lore uh, and yeah, he he wanted like a sub-series name, something like Climb the Sky, the Aethers of Lore, Aether of Wind Trilogy, book one. (laughs) context by the way this is before brandon was published this is yeah, yeah. yeah. brandon on his yep. forum with yep. like his writer friends yep. just shooting the breeze yeah oh, absolutely yeah <laughs> this is deep cuts here okay tyler said there have been his strong suit yeah. <laughs> let's talk about there, shards. There is, remember that there is another i mean I, that's a good name shut up um, but there is another post where he explores idea names for like the metallic arts. And mm. one of his original ideas for hemology was going to be sanguimancy. <laughs> well, because he called <laughs> Farrakhan <laughs> hemology. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad he moved away from sanguimancy. <laughs> Put it on the nose. It's a cool yeah. name, though. It's pretty cool. Cool. So let's let's move into actual canonical stuff. We're doing great on time. Half hour in. Uh but that nice. was quick. How <laughs> yeah, yeah. It for, our show. for our show. And show and tell of the Hoy Box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So what did what did we get in Stormlight, David? Oh, in Stormlight. Well, okay. Well, there's a couple things we got in Stormlight. One thing we knew we had, or a couple things we knew we had, and then something we did not know we had <laughs> until later. True. Uh, That's true. So the Aether is mentioned a couple times in the context of the of the ghost bloods because they are our off worlders that we see a lot of mm-hmm. one time by name and that Murray somehow gets aether on his pants. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand how that's supposed to work. <laughs> I don't but know. Sure, Brad, then. I want to, I want to talk about that because none of the aethers that we have seen would stain pants. Well, it's no. an interesting question because we don't get, because the way things work, we don't get like a water aether. Brandon doesn't seem to do water as an element very often. And it'd be cool if there was an aether that was liquid. The, the, the issue with the water aether is that it's the same problem that in, like if you remember in White, in White Sand, Sand, where they fuel their sand magic with mm. water. And they mm-hmm. also originally had a power that let them produce water from sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's right. Similar, it's a similar sort of issue that you I presume Brandon doesn't want to create a perpetual aether machine where you yep. like yeah. no, you turn you pour some ether on water, which turns into water, which turns ether into water, <laughs> which turns ether into water. Yeah. There's one there's one sea so so that's forth. just a water sea on Tressa's planet, and they're like, What are you guys talking about? <laughs> right. Uh, but I can but I can see like that, that sea would just what the hell sapphire would kill this entire planet by just spreading the water air, air. around atmosphere oh oh that's um, okay. yeah 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 okay okay uh but i can but i can see like 
an aether whose primal essence is, you know, oil or something. Or, oil, oh, yeah. Yeah. Was it? I think it was a red stain, but I don't yeah. remember. And I so, feel like... Yeah, go ahead. I, I, I would not be surprised if in the 10th anniversary edition of Oathbringer, you were to look at that thing and there's some other minor twist to it that makes it make a little mm. more sense. Because this was before yeah. Brandon like had his revelation about like changing up the Aethers. And yeah. so yeah. yeah, he's probably just like, look, I got to These will be important. I'm just going to name drop them and uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. yeah. And the other major <laughs> obvious example was Mraze on his shelf of trophies several which we still don't understand at all uh has a piece of pink crystal that looks very fragile which we like yeah it is rosite we now know and i assume they're maintaining it in some way so it doesn't crumble away it must be yeah and some other i mean it is fragile apparently so those are the two we know about and we also are introduced to creatures known as the Midnight Essence. <laughs> that was the craziest thing about trust. I gotta be honest. I mean, there was a lot of crazy things about trust. Yeah. Um, just before we do move on to the Midnight Essence conversation, because that's gonna be long. Yes. Like, I always got the impression when, like, the whole, like, Aetherstain conversation that maybe somehow it was related to Rosite. But I was like, how could a crystal make a stain? And, that always confused me, but it's like a red stain and rosite is like pink. So it's like, well, I guess maybe, but I have no idea how that works. Maybe there is a world out there where ether comes in form of like paste. I mean, it, it might. <laughs> yeah. So we will, t- we will go through all the, the aethers we have in the interest of always providing you all with accurate information, I did look up the Aether quote so to make sure we can say the correct thing here. Okay, sure. Yeah. And let's see. Where is she? Oh, I found it and then I totally lost it. Okay, so she is... Oil stains were challenging enough, but this man had gotten blood on the same spot is how she describes the, the stain. So oil and blood. Red spice. A firm red spike to make a clacking sound he stained his pants with. Bet that red spike in your palm. (laughs) Easy. Maybe they're slightly oily and then it poked him and he bled a little bit. And that's the stain. Easy. So let's let's talk about the two strains. Like these. We see two different. manifestations of the aethers how about that mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> where yeah brandon has used the word strain yeah to describe what's happening uh in, in fact in in text interests yeah um i believe mm-hmm. it is used and my read on this just so we are on the same page is that the the primal <laughs> elements the primal essences are still the same it's still mm-hmm. silicates vegetation whatever yeah. and then you have Potentially, well, you do have multiple beings, multiple aethers that are associated with each one of those. So mm-hmm. there are multiple aethers, maybe one primal aether and more non-primal that are all linked to vegetation in some way. And then multiple individuals can connect with each one of those. And that's how you get kind of the the chain 
propagating, right? And so when we talk about different strains of Aether, we are talking about different groupings of, uh, you know, so all of the Aethers on Lumar or the moons of Lumar are one strain, right? And then all of the primal Aethers are, maybe you can think of them as another strain or maybe all of the strains come off of the primals. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, but you can you can see you can imagine a different world, not the Aether home world, not Lumar, but a third world where there is another set of twelve that behave differently from the other two, and those would be another strain. Strain is such an interesting word because that just reminds me of like viruses and like yeah. reproduction mm. like that. So it's like there's almost like there's some aether reproduction like i don't think there were necessarily like however many sets of verdant uh and maybe the primal one is like one of them uh i i more think it's likely that somehow some verdant got split off from the the primal one and it sort of maybe grew its own intelligence kind of and it sort Mm -hmm. of went down this way maybe Um, sort of wondering if like the way the different strains form is that if you bring an ether to some other world and somehow connected to like connection capital c connection like if you Mm -hmm. could uh, cut out the connection to the primal ethers and then create a connection with uh, the, pl- the the world you took it to. That would create a new strain because that's kind of how some uh, some plants are propagated by farmers, not not naturally. That you cut off a branch and plant oh. it elsewhere. Oh, oh okay. yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am reminded of the thing that the two of you who've read uh, Aether of Night were talking about, where a character took part of yeah. someone else's mm-hmm. aether bud yep. and then mm-hmm. like transplanted it essentially. Yeah. And and the thing that occurs to me is aethers aren't shards, right? But there's this idea, oh, ruin and preservation and their interaction with Skadriel like made the magics look a certain way. And so you could have something where take some of the aether move it elsewhere and maybe there's some interaction with uh the planet that leads to like some different representation and maybe like with lumar it's interacting all 12 of the aethers are still interacting with lumar in that same way so it's not like you get 12 totally different things like they're it's still themed Mm -hmm. in the same way right yep Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and another thing that i was thinking too is that a motivation to do this straining thing is it kind of reminds me of autonomy and their avatars mm, in that yeah. it's a way to propagate your power is to create more strong aethers on other worlds and sort of in your totality if you are looking to kind of remain significant it's a way to expand your influence sure and it's also about adaptation right mm-hmm. the more like different expressions of your power you have the more likely you are to be able to adapt your power to new environments right sure sure Still bonkers that we got from uh, taking some of this to moons, but you know, there, there, there's there's some holes here. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. unclear how Lumar came to be. That to me <laughs> yeah. is yeah, it a feels, fascinating idea. 
extremely unnatural. <laughs> and, you, and we can't even necessarily say Ada Nelsium made it that way because the Aethers yeah. disagree. The primal so. Aethers made it that way. Sure, sure. <laughs> this is the primal Aethers playground. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, honestly, My that best. actually is possible, to be honest. Yeah. Um, we don't even have a spoiler like, stream to ask Brandon no, about this. No, yeah. I don't, yeah. I mean, if there's a, a spoiler stream, well, I'm sure we'll do an episode sometime, but uh, who knows? And when I can't plan on it. You don't get it as fast, so you know. But let let's circle back to yeah. now that we've established what we mean by strain. Yep. We've talked about strains a little bit. Let's talk um, about Eric. Beast. You wanted to talk about the two the yeah. two strains mm-hmm. that we know about. Yeah, or and maybe... I mean, yeah, we we've kind of referred to it uh, before in our introduction. But like the the Aetherbound, uh, that this definitely seems like the sort of traditional. Like this is what's happening mm-hmm. on the Aether home world, which we don't have a name for. Uh, the thing we see with Twin Soul, there's many people bonded with a central entity, the, that primal Aether, and that uh, mm-hmm. is what's granting Twin Soul the ability to manipulate that Aether, assuming you have, you know, water and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that seems really uh, sensible uh, to me, and I, I do like that it's different from the Spren Bond type thing. Uh, you have lots of people bonded to the single thing. Um, yeah, it's kind of cool to see a bunch of lower, kind of like I don't want to say lower power power deities because I'm sure they would take offense to that. I'm sure they would. <laughs> they were real, but like you know what I mean. Like on a like with the way shards mm-hmm. are structured on a planet, we have at most three yeah. kind of directly interacting, and so it's cool to think about a system with that has like twelve lower level deities. Sure. And just the interactions, like there's a lot of fun interactions and stuff there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've always wanted Brandon to, because Brandon is known for like wacky magic systems that are very unique, right? I've always wanted him to do, like to see his take on an elemental magic system. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like a traditional fire, water, earth, Mm -hmm. air type of thing. And aethers are essentially that, right? They're not... The traditional elements that we read about in a lot of fantasy and a lot of history, but they are elements. You got like and this plants, is elemental you got air, you don't, no water. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, yeah, so, some of them are the traditional. Like we do have, like like Aaron just said, we do have fire, we do have air, yeah, we yeah, do yeah. have life. Uh, we do- earth bending. And everything changed when the red spikes yeah. attacked. Uh, <laughs> or, or that, or that. You know, that's the that's the that's the dark aether that has taken over Twin Souls' home world. Mm. Then uh, Lumar is very different, which mm. admittedly was very funny last year, like when we had the sample <laughs> chapters for Tress and Brandon's like, yeah, so I'm going on and talking about like, oh, yeah, you, <laughs> This is a totally different strain, actually. There's a whole other thing of Aethers, and meanwhile, Brandon's written Lost Metal, and like, oh, okay, I get it. I see why you're talking about that. And so on Lumar, you have giant moons that uh, are just constantly making spores, and it's dumping onto the planet. Uh, yep. And that is creating the, the seas. The moons are very close to the planet, and uh, yeah, they're, they're dumping the spores there. There's these spore eaters, uh, which is interesting because that's what crow is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the offensive term, Eric. They're gestators for the vertebrates. Oh, okay. sorry, sorry. 
Sorry, I don't have my terminology <laughs> down, uh, which, which which is fair. Uh, it, it's unclear to me, like, how much... Like, Silajana is clearly, like, sapient, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How much the verdant Lunagree on Lumar... Open question, uh, how no conscious isn't it? Is. Sorry, isn't the Luna, the Luna Gris is just the point where the spores fall down. The, oh, yeah, okay. In the the, the, the actual, moon. like... Yeah. Yes, yes, uh, the moon. The, the moon is the actual... Sure. Something on the moon is the actual, like... Yeah, yeah. or like <laughs> in the center of the moon or something. Yeah, yeah. They are sentient, but not necessarily sapient. Okay, yeah. That's That's kind of where I am, yeah. They are... They're much closer to beasts than they are to to people. That that definitely gives me the impression that these happened much later than the primal aethers, and like maybe they have not had yeah. enough time to come into sapience, perhaps something like that. Uh, like mm. it just take mm. more iterations for however. Like, because investiture takes a while to become sapient, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe just like any bacterial strain, these are more specialized into one thing, which is like this aggressive, constant reproduction than they are at higher thought. Sure. Should point out, like, when when Ulam is explaining, like, spore eaters to, Uh sorry, gestators to (laughs) Tress, he says that the, the ethers on Lumar's moons have become insatiable, aggressive, and fecund. Okay. Okay. So it might not be the case where they are still becoming more, say, yeah. more like self-aware and such, but that they have somehow like devolved into for this more hostile form that we see in Tress. Sure. Mm. I Maybe the moons are spaceships. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be low orbit. To be fair, the, not, not orbit, but <laughs> there, there, there's what if the moons are corpets? Oh <laughs> <laughs> and, and we just need to be friends with the moon. Yeah, they don't no, have but a friend I can, to talk I can, to. Them. I can, I can see a situation where uh, a bunch of aethers show up on this world, and they are, you know, much more similar to the primal aethers. And then mm-hmm. over time, maybe because there's no water on the moon. Like they, they essentially go feral and frenzied. Okay, sure. Yeah. yeah, like they were originally sapient and they've just been sort of like made choices and grown along this path, perhaps. My my other third read of that would be that like they really were planted like a seed and they have the way they have grown, they have become in this way feral. And that's just how mm-hmm. this, this one happened to take as opposed to having once been intelligent. Uh, I do really like the idea that the primal aethers, who knows how they were created, but like maybe they're like gardeners and gardening their aether in like a variety of situations and planets, perhaps. Like I, I can mm-hmm. totally buy that. Uh, like I, I do kind of like that. So maybe somehow the aethers created the moons and put like this bud in each of the moons, maybe. And it sort of grown in this or way. found a planet with 12 moons and they're like, this is ideal. Like, what a coincidence. <laughs> this, this extra moon, get out of here. We're booting it out of here. Red spike it, it and get out of here. On that moon, 
the 13th secret that's where it is yeah yeah it's actually an actual moon in orbit no that's not true uh uh that'd be funny Uh, let's let's talk spore eaters now because they're they're interesting right yeah there has been well let's let's does anyone have the quote handy for which quote are you uh, thinking about uh, just just what they are like ulam's oh i've got it right here okay uh why don't you okay. why don't you give us the description of of what the spore readers are okay there, there's gonna be some i'm gonna drop out some of the stuff about ulam holding kidneys as i go sure because uh, i feel like that's not relevant <laughs> a great uh, i know the captain is a gestator for the verdant aether dr ulam said she just ate what trust asked sitting in her exam room <laughs> not just ate just ate it means to incubate crow is the host to an aggressive strain of the verdant parasite your lore calls people like her spore eaters, though I find that an imprecise term. And he later goes on to essentially explain that the that spore eaters are directly connected to what he refers to as the prime verdant aether. In Great. this case, for crow, yeah, prime versus primal. Enjoy that, everybody. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and she is driven to drink water increasingly as time goes on to provide water to the aether up on the moon and the parasite will defend her so that she continues to send water up to the moon but it will eventually like spores and stuff i don't know if that's how they're making if like that's how that works precisely like that that connection is not explicitly drawn i think that's possible but they're clearly like getting Mm -hmm. stuff from them so that that's very interesting sort of discount discount ether bound yeah because they, yeah. they do have this this major connection but like you know comes with a risk of death with a certain death, yeah. Like, certain certain death. Yeah. yeah it's a death sentence and i keep coming back to uh to the word parasite when it comes to this mm-hmm. right so with twin soul and presumably with all the other aether bound we are looking at a very symbiotic relationship right uh, you as as a human as the aether bound you get a bud of the aether that you're going to get bonded to uh and you you really have a partnership there right uh the aether is not necessarily like silajana is not necessarily forcing twin soul to do anything right it's much more akin to the sprint bond that we see in stormlight where the people are if not friends then at least colleagues and in here you you still get I don't know if the proper term would be a bud, but you still get something of the aether, right? Uh, like a vine hanging out in your body. Uh, so, so Crow, uh, whether she got a spore, whether she got a special spore, whether she got something else, she got something from the verdant mm-hmm. aether, right? Yep. And that something has probably much more... I don't know if I would say that. Um the way her vines behave is much more independent and they're much less under her control than anything twin soul can do right when twin soul is doing aether stuff there's no risk of that aether stuff of like Silajana taking over right and doing uh doing their own thing mm, the the level of control that crow can display is just preventing it from emerging really it's never shown that she can really do anything herself to control the vines it's just telling them no it definitely doesn't seem like crow is ever talking to the verdant yeah 
I never saw anything like that. Like, I, I, yeah, that that was never my impression, right? Mm -hmm. It's just like, it's a thing growing in you. And like, it doesn't seem like she necessarily, like, she obviously doesn't understand a, a certain death sentence, right? So. Yeah, which is why I'm curious. Like, how do you become a gestator oh, for that's a great question. Like, <laughs> because I mean, presumably with Twin Soul, like okay. So in Ether of Night, you have like the families that each family can have like a certain type of Aether. And so if you're from the uh Amberite line, you can't have a Verdant Aether, supposedly. Supposedly. Okay. <laughs> it's a plot point, <laughs> but sure. it's not a point right now. But um, you have a choice. There are people from the Amberite line that will never get bonded to an Amberite ether, and it's fine. Like it's a personal choice, or well, I guess societal choice because obviously, like the heirs are always going to have the ether and all that. But yeah, it's a choice. But why would you ever choose to be a gestator with the like? It's basically a, a death sentence, and yeah these things are super aggressive so then how did crow get the verdant ether that's inside of her and is pushing her to do all these things Mm -hmm. Uh, if i was gonna come up with a crack theory the two legends are you fall in the spore sea or you eat a special spore and in my mind this is i'm just gonna go with it maybe there's a little bit of truth to both and you fall in the sea and the aether above kind of is like would you like to die or are you going to eat this for, you know, like, I think it's got an intelligence enough okay. that it could make mm-hmm. that sort of potentially mm-hmm. at least implicitly make that deal with somebody. And they could be like, well, it's a year of life left, you know, or whatever. But I do think that people don't go for it. I think it's something that happens to you, even if that's not the exact scenario. I agree that it's probably something that happens to you. I think it's even more random than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe there are like in the process of producing spores, the the moon aethers maybe like some of the spores are special um and most of those are just out in the sea you know swimming not doing much maybe every now and then uh someone stumbles upon one in some way uh and then that incubates inside them i i I like the idea of like eating a special spore and instead of you like exploding into vines it like you get a different sort of bond than the Luhel bond. Like it now it's sort of attached to you. Like, I don't think there's actually any, like, I don't think the Verdant Aether talks to talked to Crow as like an offer type thing. I think it's just a thing that happened and it's, it's a parasite and just like sort of latched onto her. And it's like, okay, well this is now growing in me, which is really terrifying alien vibes, honestly. Um, For sure. I was just thinking more that like, we don't often see like, it's not like when you think about spray on the, like on the sea, you're on a ship, right? Mm -hmm. There doesn't seem to be a sort of problem with that. We're not seeing people just randomly like exploding into vines, like on the deck. And they're like, God damn, you got hit by a splash. True. Uh, So I think it is like, I'm confused how you would end up eating an aether, like how you would get it in your mouth by accident. But mm-hmm. another thought I had was if some people have this information, those people could potentially be valuable enforcers if you've got people that you just don't care about. And you can just make somebody into a spore eater and be like, well, uh, you could also lose control of them pretty easily, potentially. But <laughs> that could be bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wondering, like with, with the Verdant spore in particular, I wonder because people talk about eating special spores, but, you know, no one in their right mind would willingly eat a spore. Right. 
presumably, mm-hmm. as they have, okay, in their right mind. But I'm con- kind of wondering because like verdant in particular is sometimes used as emergency food. Yeah, mm-hmm. So I wonder if like mm. there is any chance that your particular verdant vine that you eat may come with a special kinder surprise Maybe. death in one year. Maybe. I can buy that. I guess, but like then you have to explain the other 11, you know, like nobody's going to eat a sunlight yeah. spore and be like, oh my gosh, you know, like this red spike is I mean, delicious. <laughs> no, they, they are used for cooking, so those could like attach to the food the you food. cook. But I think yeah. they would be like burning hot and like, you know, it'd be like if someone brought you a hamburger with like a coal on it still and you'd be like, oh my gosh, you know. It, it's potentially possible that uh, there might not be a spore eater of every type, potentially. Well, I've wondered uh, maybe. about that. Yeah. Because uh, I am be also like... Because like there are some like because like Verdant spore eater that like works. There's vines growing out of her skin, sure. But like imagine being a like, even the red spike spore eater that still works because like spikes bursting out of it. But imagine a sunlight spore eater like you get shot and suddenly you burst into flames. That's not very protective. So if you just like burn somebody though. You know you could just like a jet of hot light. Like, that could that could mess somebody up. I like imagining yeah. the midnight spore eaters. And like having a, a smoke monster crawl out of your body and then like kill somebody and then climb back. Oh, that's cool. So uh, you are oh, Rayshafir. Wow. Rayshafir is actually yeah. a uh, midnight spore eater. Easy. See, that's another possibility Amazing. right there. Uh, but yeah. I do feel like the moons need water. Like, there's a part of me that makes it that mm. makes you almost feel like they would like the midnight aether needs water too. You know, it's still, mm-hmm. if it, they use it to produce spores and yeah. they use it to do something. So I feel like maybe it's harder, but I have to believe they have at least some. They voraciously want water, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it seems so, like that's maybe even their primary objective that, cause they just want to grow and, so, you know, do that. I, I do wonder if like, perhaps the reason that the moons are dumping so much first spores into the seas because they are trying to like what if the overall goal is for every sport to be the one that the sort that can produce a spore eater but they like don't have the process down mm. so they just produce those millions of millions of spores oh. in hopes that like one in a, sure. one in ten thousand is going to be the, the one they need to feed themselves sure. I like all those theories. They seem really plausible. And I added the yeah. question to my question list so that we can ask Brandon if go. he ever does a spoiler stream. One of these days. I mean, how does one become a spore eater? It's a very good question that he could probably talk about for 10 minutes. Cool. I, I, I really like these ideas. And I mean, I, I really like that idea, Ala, of just this is the shotgun approach of I'm just going to make a crap load of pollen and I'm just going to hope some of them work right like that that's totally a thing that happens in life that's right? true it's kind of uh, a planty thing yeah mm-hmm. or like sperm or something you know like mm-hmm. well you know let's just have a lot of it and you know speaking of tons of eaters i have a question to you all because okay. this, this has been bugging me since the preview chapters okay mm-hmm. how is lumar not completely covered in spores right now because there is no reference in the book to like, oh, some islands had to be abandoned because they drowned in spores or like the level of spores is rising year by year. But never hear anything about like the moon, the Luna Greece stopping. So yeah. what's preventing sure. the 
planet for from just completely being covered in spores after like a few hundred years of the moons doing their thing. So I have an idea actually. Um, and it, I, it doesn't work perfectly, but I think it works pretty well. We know from the lost metal that if you like, if twin soul doesn't have a connection to his Rosite creations, and if he is, we haven't talked about this, by the way, at some point we need to talk about this. If he's not in a, Field of stable investiture? Like, what the hell was... <laughs> oh my god, I, I forgot about, about that. that. Okay, I've, <laughs> I've looked at that a little bit for the articles. And yeah, you have to have the right investor field to have the Aether maintain itself without yeah. degrading yeah. away. Yeah, and so <laughs> I think... What the hell is an investiture field? <laughs> I, 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 I do not know. I'm not touching that. <laughs> okay. Uh, very there, valid. Are, there are conditions under which the Aether is stable and... Um, uh, or not the aether, I guess the substance, right? Um, and and otherwise, it just like evaporates, right? It turns into dust, and the dust goes away, mm-hmm. uh, which is reminiscent, by the way, of like um, window when when window, yeah, yeah, when he moves around. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. I think there is enough room there for all the spores are falling. They are creating these seas, and then over time, the oldest spores just evaporate. They're gone. Mm-hmm. I see. Uh, another thought I have as well is, you know, because you're also thinking what's happening to these big chunks of Aether, you know, that get formed and then they're presumably, I think at one point mentions that they kind of end up in the middle, but I don't really know. Uh, I think they fall on the... And they fall, but... Yeah. Yeah, they, they drown. They drown. Okay, so the, but so the thing that I thought was really interesting got just like one throwaway line and I was annoyed we never came back to it, uh, but they were talking about when they're at Zygdix's house a name I cannot pronounce. Yep. Uh, there's a line that goes talking about his workers. They, imp- they had important work to do after all, serving him and his research into the complex ecosystem at the bottom of the spore seas. And so there's interesting <laughs> stuff going on down there. And it reminds me a little bit of connections that we'll explore later, but how sandlings eat sand and then, then like they're eating a substance. Oh. So I wonder if maybe there's something down there that can be eating the ether. Oh. And consuming that as some sort of fuel. I mean that that also makes sense life wise. It's like, yeah. hey, mm, lots of spores. I'm gonna develop to eat these spores or something, right? That and, would also make sense. And Brandon likes to. He hasn't got into it too much, but he likes to do like a mass balance thing with a lot of his worlds, where like they'll destroy gemstones, but gemstones will come into existence <laughs> elsewhere, and like metal will be burned. Yeah, but like maybe metals coming into existence elsewhere, whether that is as ATM or it is as something else. Sure. So I definitely, if there's an aether input, I expect he's got kind of a vague idea about an aether output somewhere in the system. You think that, that speaking because you were talking about creatures that might eat the output of the spores, do you think like verdant vines rot? I don't know. I yeah. I would assume they disintegrate. Yeah. So so I yeah. So he, here here's my thought. Maybe verdant vines eventually disintegrate. Maybe there is some sort of investiture field on Lumar that makes this work. <laughs> I know. I know. Walk with me. But maybe it's kind of a weaker field, okay? And so the Mm -hmm. vines can persist a while, but they will eventually disintegrate. The spores, however, might be a specific adaptation, let's say, that lets the spore persist a lot longer than what an actual vine would uh, allow, perhaps. Uh, Mm -hmm. 
that to exist in this world rather than just like maybe the investiture field is not strong enough to sustain a giant mountain of rosite or something potentially right yeah well and it's interesting to think too like i would have to i'm probably not even smart enough but you have to do some back of the envelope math about how this would work but like (laughs) how much zephyr has been created you know like is the atmosphere thickening substantially over the that's actually a good point yeah yeah. would that have to decay away at some point so your atmosphere is not continually getting i'm not entirely like someone probably maybe in the comments will have the requisite knowledge of like astrophysics but i'm pretty sure like the atmosphere a planet can hold depends on its like mass and gravity and surface area so the excess like that that dictates the pressure the air can have so the excess would just I guess it would vent into space. <laughs> but you would still have to reach that point. And if you, you think would. like, let's you say would. it's about as large as Earth, just hypothetically, like Venus has a much denser atmosphere. So you can fill up that an second like atmosphere yeah. with much true. more gas than we have. That's that, that that's <laughs> all of this is true. Uh, it, this definitely makes me think that the the complex ecosystem might be very complex uh, for how uh <laughs> the what the spores grow into and how that all works could be very complex okay but like now you're making me think like so is the air on lumar like a mix of normal air and like zephyr air theory so assume for a moment with me that the moon of lumar use the planet of lumar used to be like lacking the atmosphere and it just had the 12 moons and that's where all the substances there came from like air came about because the zephyr moon created zephyr so in theory if we assume that this elements created by the ethers do decay over time does that mean that there is a potential that if the zephyr if the planet runs out of water and no more ether can be manifested will the atmo- the entire atmosphere of the planet eventually just fade away there's huh. there's a lot of assumptions in that. I, yeah. I think if everything is, know, if everything you said is true, then maybe. Uh, I don't know no, about how spores would react to ice because I don't know how you would get spores to trigger on an atmosphereless planet because that, that water is all going to be ice. And so if you press a spore up against ice, does that work? An interesting question. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, but, Brandon! I have like five Ooh. new questions on my list <laughs> just as we talk. Like, so if I'm looking down, it's probably just me writing down and, something and, on my phone. Well, and also like air, it's water vapor, right? You know, you need you That's need that, of it. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, at at some point, clearly, moisture in the air doesn't trigger spores, right? Yeah, yeah, you need right. essentially liquid water. Um, or liquid someone or at, at least a high enough concentration perhaps yeah yeah um questionable whether other liquids can also like create substances out of spores how much water has to be in a mixture to trigger an <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah great great i mean like we know that at least water based liquids can operate like oh, blood, yeah, yeah, but blood is like fifty, almost fifty percent water. Is it really only fifty percent? Uh, yes, about. Wow. So the huh. the source I found said that fifty five percent of blood is blood plasma, and ninety percent of blood plasma is water. 
yeah. so around fifty percent. If, if wow. only Jess was huh. here, she'd probably know this off yeah. the top of her head. Uh, but <laughs> Jess, that's yes. exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, that's pretty low proportion water, honestly. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of cells that need to be in there. I mean, stuff, blood right? blood is thicker than water, so. <laughs> okay, okay. I, so I, I want to get back to does the zephyr that manifest disintegrate? Okay. I think this yes. is into a related question, which is why can you keep feeding water to the verdant aether and eventually it just becomes like an edible plant? Because it seems like you can quote unquote become like a real boy with an aether, you know, like Pinocchio. <laughs> and you can <laughs> you can like make it into an actual substance that I assume would not degrade because if you're eating this, you don't want it to eventually degrade into not sure, carbon anymore. Right. Sure, sure, it sure. It makes up the atoms of your body. So potentially, oh. maybe none of these aethers degrade. Potentially. potentially, potentially, maybe maybe the investiture field is sufficient to sustain them, and there is a complex ecosystem of like eating the manifested vines okay. or mm-hmm. like other things. Sure, or don't know what you deal with with the red spikes because clearly, like the red spikes aren't. You don't have permanent red spikes on the crimson sea, right? Like they maybe clearly. You do. No, yeah, I mean, I guess because well, no, what it. happens, well, so, so what happens is right, rain falls, yep. and and you get these spikes yep. jutting out of the ocean, and yep. then eventually they just like drop to the floor. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. so it's just great, right, right, because they're they're not the whole, yeah, okay, sure, 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 right. They don't disintegrate. That still makes the whole like system of the planet unstable, because yeah. eventually, just the mass of stuff at the bottom will raise the raise the score levels on the surface. Rosar, this is a planet with 12 moons <laughs> that are in some kind of weird, messed up geosynchronous or like nothing here is stable. The, 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 <laughs> the moons, they can't be physically They absolutely can't. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. The, the moons are locked into place with the investiture field, obviously. Inside the moon is a spaceship and it's just, it's just like 12 destiny balls around the planet. Yeah, perfect. Wow. Nice. <laughs> Part of it. USS Eurythiru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that 13th one, Eurythiru in the future. Boom. They all have carpets inside them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I yeah. guess that's possible. I, that's, that's, I have that's I have no idea how the like people who do cosmic mechanics all the time not go insane with all this. There are yeah. two assumptions there that you're making, and, and they're. <laughs> I mean, it it really does beg the question on what that complex ecology is. I, I do think it is possible that eventually the spores will get so big that they will cover the planet. That like whatever is growing or eating whatever's going on at the bottom of the sea to have the seas be at least relatively stable in the last thousands of years right that eventually could change maybe the aethers eventually like get enough water they can produce more spores unclear how they produce spores like that rate could change over time potentially uh as well and could absorb uh the whole planet i i do think that's possible uh mm-hmm there, there could be a larger cycle where they produce aethers and they stop for a period of time and yeah, they're maybe. progressive. They're like, 
the the planet is such a weird puzzle box that I have too much trouble like explaining any individual element <laughs> that I kind of have to just accept it as an inexplicable whole. Yeah, like, that's a I just the, the twelve perfectly predictable rain line storms. Sorry, eleven that appear on the planet, except for just on one, except for in the crimson yeah. where they're random. It, like and I'm how, like, well, it was built this way. Our brain just wanted it to be this way. So how do you? Oh, and rain is apparently not sapient. Well, like so, it's just sort of does it. How do you get rain when there's so little water on the planet? Yeah, Where how is the there water a water cycle? Like, like he made fun of explicitly this conversation in the book. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am a fine. I'll get a hobby. <laughs> I mean, like, hobby, I guess. The, substances, the substances created by the ethers persist the planet is getting less and less water by the year because the substances created by the water absorb the water and don't release it further meaning that with sure. every year the planet gets drier I can so buy that maybe the are sweating like on the moon so they're just sweating moisture <laughs> off you know and that's returning and so it to the they need water <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Like maybe, maybe there is like a weird thing because, like, th- there's no way you can get like rain, especially this much, with like you know a handful of lakes on the entire planet. Yeah. Like this is just you, you don't have a water cycle. So maybe there's like the the seas, like the gas that's coming from like the core of the planet or whatever. Oh yeah, but just that aspect like, of everything. Things are like. Maybe there are chemical reactions that are happening, like in high atmosphere or whatever, and and that's producing water. But the individual, like the individual hydrogen and oxygen, is not the uh, magical BS just- in the Cosmere is sufficient <laughs> to make this planet work for the not geologic time, maybe, mm-hmm. but for for like a while. <laughs> yeah, and like we at, at some point, like we have to consider the chemical composition of like Zephyr and what goes in there. Because like it smells like rain, so there's probably ozone in there, which means there's oxygen. So if it also releases hydrogen, maybe there's a situation where that eventually I turns totally into water. I totally think Brandon's thought about all of this, and I did my favorite part. Just uh, frustrating because every question we have about this leads to more questions, and those questions lead to more questions, and we don't have answers for any of this. Eventually, nope. it's going to be aether magic. And uh, let, let, let's do a zoom in. Hey, Hoyt, how's it going? We are the people who obsessively track the things. And uh, and I see you're making fun of us and I don't appreciate it. No, uh, it would go. be funny if they if the silver light novella gets written and they have that cameo of like the like charters and it's like, Hoyt, you've made fun of us yeah. about this before. Please explain. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Now what I like, maybe this is why the, the Tress doesn't have Ars Arcanum. Because oh. <laughs> just look at that, looked at this planet and ran away. Oh boy, I don't want to touch that with with anything, really. Uh, I wouldn't want to touch it with a 10-foot red spike. Uh. <laughs> I just hope Brandon figures this all out and can give us explanations by the time maybe the Aether trilogy yeah. is written. I mean, yeah. so realistically, right? Real talk. We we meme on on this a lot, but like, we don't really need to explain the weird things on Boomer. Like yeah, this, this could easily be a, a one-off weird Cosmere world. And yeah, there are some things that need to be explained at some point and figured out. But like the whole water cycle thing, I'm like this is 
it could easily be a throwaway planet, right? Uh, I I have a thought going back to prime aether and primal aethers. And so I want I want to get into this terminology here. No, okay, it'll be quick. It'll be quick. It'll be quick. I hate hate everything. Okay. The primal aethers are also prime aethers. But not all prime aethers are primal. Capital P, primal aethers. And so what I mean by that, right, is maybe a prime aether is something you can have a direct connection to, like with the spore eaters or the aether bound. This could manifest in many different ways. There could be many sets of those things, but clearly, like, you're connected with that aether and that is a prime aether. Now, the primal aethers maybe are the first of the aethers and are definitely sapient. Okay. Okay. So and they're also because the first of this, prime. Yeah. Yes. I looked up prime and primal on the uh, Merriam-Webster dictionary because I already had it open. Great. Um, Always so good when primal. we get to dictionary. Where Peter would go. There are two definitions. One great. says original primitive and the other one says first in importance aka sure. primary right. now for prime <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna skip the mathematical yeah sure uh, yeah. definitions and the like time definitions but uh, one of them says the earliest stage like spring or youth the most active thriving or satisfying stage or period or the chief or best individual or part that, that actually stuff. kind of makes sense to me because so it's it like make sense. It's the highest level of aether on the planet, and like you connect to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can. Make, it makes you can like make it make sense, <laughs> but you cannot explain why someone would choose to use yeah. primal and prime. <laughs> You're not wrong. At the same time, because the words both have synonyms, so we could have chosen ones that sounded a little differently. I I cannot wait for the for the primary aethers to show up. <laughs> that that that's the, maybe one of the things that when Twin Souls doing his introduction, like before he talked about oh, Souljana, the that, other, that's the, the primary other, yeah. aether, like the primary primal prime aether, and, and then there, there, there's also the prim aethers. They're very, they're very, they're very oh, nice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, yeah. yeah, yeah. And the and the primo aethers. The primo aethers. <laughs> they, they only they only show up in aether prime though. Aether of night prime. Yeah, of course. Are there premium aethers as well? The, yeah, the, the premium oh, yeah, aethers. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you got to pay for, for the battle pass. Yeah, yeah. You got <laughs> you, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I do. And I then, do like something about this, Eric. Though. Okay. And it's the idea of like differentiating the substance that gets produced. Uh, so like the rosite that Twinso can create. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that allows us to call that aether. And then the sure. being from which that, sub- that substance ultimately comes from is a prime aether. And in Twinso's case, that prime aether also happens to be a primal aether. <laughs> oh I, I do think this is actually how this works. Uh, it, I, it makes too much sense not to. I, I do concur with David that I'm annoyed with the terminology. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, just, just to be clear, David, I totally uh, agree. That's fair. And you, and you can make the argument that if you're saying they're the primal aether, you're inherently implying that they are themselves the prime aethers. Like you don't need to clarify that again. 
but I would I would need like a secondary use of Prime to be like super confident <laughs> that this is the right interpretation. Yeah, I I, I do mm-hmm. I do agree. Cool. So we we've obviously talked a lot about uh, various Aethers, but let, let's just quickly go through the canonical Aethers. Well, some some we need to talk about more than others, uh, but. Uh, obviously we have Rosite. Uh, we, we, you've seen a lot of that really, uh, with both what Tress is doing and what Twin Souls is doing, right? So we've seen a lot of Rosite. Yeah. Uh, we talked a lot about Verdant. <laughs> so <laughs> Vines, uh, can easily see how, uh, an Aether bound like that would work, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. I'm still waiting for Brandon to create a Spider-Man type character with one of these powers because eventually it's got to happen. He can only oh, yeah. dance around it so long, but seems like Verdant's a good one to do that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I do, these two I do. are the ones that have least changed from the original. Yeah, 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 definitely, so. definitely. <laughs> what? You don't want a spore to come create like eagle body parts <laughs> the bastaran spore uh, the other flesh see um i do appreciate that brandon is doing the thing that he always does where he introduces a new magic system like by focusing on one thing specific yeah. like yes we hear about rosa like we we, we see rosite interests um we see a little bit of zephyr we see a little bit of sunlight but like Verdant is really the Aether that we focus on for most of that, and it's the Aether that we kind of learn about Aethers through mm-hmm. the perspective of. True. It's the title mm-hmm. of the book. Yeah, and I think the one last thing that Verdant mm-hmm. Aether yeah, before sure. we go on. I, Brandon always has talked about, at least on occasion, that he intends the Aethers to be important for Space Age stuff. And so True. a lot of times, oh, I think yeah. if you look at an Aether, you can kind of envision what he's thinking for Space Age stuff. And we learn with these Verdant Aether that if you feed it water long enough, it will turn into an edible food. And if you think about like a long space voyage, having like some sort of backup, sure. easily creatable, like not so great, but survivable food is mm-hmm. a possibility. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I like that a lot. Uh, we got Zephyr, and Zephyr's related to the Sapphire Sea, right? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Probably the element atmosphere that Olam references. If you're thinking about, oh yeah, the elements that these are supposedly yep. referring to. Sure, 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 sure. Which, so which... obviously useful on spaceships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. I, I look. Breathing is one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> right, I am a fan. Um. How do we think being a Zephyr Aether bound would work? Could you like, are, are you like Airbender. airbending? Airbending? <laughs> airbending, yeah. 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 See, okay. okay, well, here's a question too, because this is something I've been thinking about and I have never noticed. Can Twinsel only put, produce Aether out of his little bud initially, or can it come out of other spots? So I think it's only his bud, but I'm not sure. He. It's only his butt. <laughs> I know. It's an um, unfortunate sounding word. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, no, he does. So he does create uh, glasses. Yeah. And I oh, don't yeah. think he uses his hand that for that. That was my impression, but I'd need to reread that scene. Well, I wasn't sure if that was tied into his whole superstructure that he's doing around his body, though. Oh, that was okay. just like. Sure. Because yeah, he has like shreds of rose. Okay. Yeah. Of so rose, that- so I just. 
treading through his body. Okay. That might be a way for him. Like maybe he's built, a th- like maybe it only comes from, from the bud on his hand, but like he's, he's pre-extended that bud to sure. like essentially cover his entire body. Sure, so sure, if sure. he wants to produce it from somewhere else, there is already an extension of the bud at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just mostly wondering because I was like, if you can only shoot it out of your hands, you're just yeah, not quite as cool yeah. of an airbender. But, you know, it's still something. I wonder, maybe it's in their feet and they can just kind of like jet around. <laughs> like, I, I mean, hey, look, Iron Man. magic systems. He's definitely going to make that yeah, happen. That's true. Suffer, uh, I, I, I don't see a hard. reason why the bud would need to be in like your hand or your arm, right? Or if the splitting off of the bud is still a thing, maybe you can like put it in both of your hands and then put it in your feet and your back. So it's still like your own bud. I wonder if like an Zephyr, like Ether bound could breathe underwater. Oh, that's interesting. If they could get the air from Ether. Zephyr, like not even in your hand, like, okay, excuse me for the, excuse me for the body horror, but like <laughs> they directly manifest the air in their lungs. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, somehow sure. the crystal inside their lungs. I don't know how you expel the, the carbon dioxide in that case. I think that's my only issue with that. You know, the, the you breathe could, out part. Could, the, the fear, my scenario was that you can still breathe out. Just instead of breathing yeah. in the water, you sure. get the air in your lungs from the, the zephyr. can probably see that. Yeah. I feel like you need some sort of mask to... Having prefer- gone scuba diving many times, I think, I think you need a little <laughs> bit more than that. But I do really like the idea of zephyr being like... that. That's your like mm-hmm. oxygen source, right? Like I like that a lot. I prefer you covering your mouth with your hand and the butt you nice. just breathe directly Perfect. in your butt you just <laughs> pretend perfect I, I really like the microphone quality of putting your I know hand I was thinking that too yeah, yeah I was like Eric's gonna love this I love it I love it <laughs> great yeah Zephyr Zephyr a Zephyr Aether bound it really depends how much uh wind you can generate with uh, some water like how useful that would be uh, honestly, the spores seem more useful in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see that. But we have sunlight. What's going on with sunlight? It's a weird one. They he don't light. Seem, they don't seem to like turn into a different mass. It seems like the spores themselves just begin glowing with a bright, hot light. Interesting. And that's what happens when you wet them. There's, at least it doesn't mention if they kind of merge or turn into a blob of gold or something that isn't mentioned. So. And we don't know the name of the sea that they correspond to. Right? No. I don't okay. think so. Although I think it would be Sunlight Sea, like that. Or, or Sun Sea. Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Sure, 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 sure. Sea of Light. Sea of Light. Not the Sea of Lost Lights. Nor, nor the Sea of Night. They're like, no. totally lost. You're like, I thought this was the Sea of Lost Lights. And they're like, no. <laughs> You're somewhere no, no, totally you go, you go different. You are in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and and that, that, by the way, is essentially firebending. Yeah. yeah, fire see, light magic. Thing. I see. I kind of associated with the light a little more. Like I, like I feel like you could end up shooting like jets of light, which I mean would also it would no, be hot light. No. But like I am, I associate it in my mind. They should all kind of be producing a substance, and in my head, light is a close enough to a substance. Light is a substance. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not matter, mad. but it's a it's, it's yeah, a thing know. that exists. Yeah. 
maybe kind of like a mix between firebending and like uh whatever you call what the sun summoner can do and yeah um, that's exactly i'm glad you were thinking uh, yeah i was thinking well, exactly that we actually re started rewatching i do wonder if like this is something they can that has range for like sunlight ether bound or if they're mm. like you know how like in diceborn Halle does this thing where she like can melt things under touch sure sure I wonder if this is how it works. Yeah, like maybe sometimes you could like, I want to generate a lot of light. Sometimes maybe I want to generate some fire slash yeah. heat and you you can vary that. And so, I mean, that, that does seem pretty flexible. Yeah. Um, I assume probably... or at least hope that they are more fireproof than ordinary people. <laughs> I would assume so. <laughs> Hopefully. That, that is pretty standard fire mage stuff. It's like, hey, my I shouldn't be able to set myself on fire. <laughs> you know. Yeah, one one yeah. does hope. One of the things that I was wondering was, you know, we see pretty obvious parallels between night and midnight. We've seen them between, you yeah. know, verdant, rose-eyed, amberite. And there's a part of me that is like, okay, is this what Lu Illuminous, Luminous turned exactly into thinking, for yeah. the, like, in the canon Cosmere? Or is or is this not paired with midnight? Is it, because sunlight and midnight, in my head, if you're looking for pairs, those seem like, a pretty obvious potential pair, but it also seems a little less exciting than, mm -hmm. than midnight. So, yeah, and then we don't have the whole like teletransportation aspect of it anymore, as far as we are aware. So, yeah, so far, I mean, are these necessarily paired? Like, I mean, Brandon does like pairing stuff, so that <laughs> that that does seem likely that he'd pair everything possible in the universe, but. Uh, mm -hmm. But like push for every pull, we we don't necessarily know how the structure of all twelve aethers and mm -hmm. the groupings, and mm -hmm. it could be really complicated. Then, uh, my favorite aether, of course, is uh, the aether of red spikes, uh, crimson, uh, which is probably my new favorite meme of the element of red spikes. A, a, a classic, a classic part of all elemental magic. <laughs> red spikes. <laughs> Well, it's hard to go from four or five elements to 12, Argent. You start running out of ideas. <laughs> you, you go, this is bottom of the barrel. But, uh, realistically, he probably had the idea for all the things that happened in the Crimson Sea. It's like, okay, we, we can make that yeah. work. Yeah, and like, really, very yeah. cool uh, on the Crimson yeah, yeah, Sea. Yeah, yeah. That, that was mm -hmm. great. I don't know how the Aether Bounce... <laughs> like, I guess they could shoot red spikes, maybe? I, I, I mean, my, exactly my idea was, was like... Idea was like human porcupines or Wolverine <laughs> or like Assassin's Creed, like nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I honestly both yeah. I think are very possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I don't see as being necessarily that dissimilar to Rosite, except I could see it having some sort of difference. Like maybe Rosite is stronger, but this mm, you know is sure. sharper or more flexible in some yep. way. But like sure, you know they I you know obviously we don't know what this is. There's been debate: is it blood? Is it uh, <laughs> Red spikes, oh, and that's yeah. all there is to it. Uh, <laughs> no, that's, it's got to be more than red spikes, of course. Uh, but they have to be made out of something. <laughs> one hopes. Do they? And they're like the 12th Aether, the Aether that no one is really sure what element this one is supposed to be. Arcanists in worlds. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, I do think it's possible maybe you could grow, uh, like an Aether bound could make like things out of crimson, maybe? Like, I think that's I think that's possible. It's 
kind of hard to like it has to also be distinct enough from rosite right yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's yeah. yeah i don't know i i do remember we were trying on discord a while back to just brainstorm the uses for red spikes and like the, <laughs> the problem we keep running into it's just we don't know enough about quantities of the material because like mm. we know it can pierce wood and human flesh but like ice can do that if you know if you put enough force into it so it's until we know what it's made out of it's difficult to speculate yeah. what it yeah. can do yeah it's I a clacking it material yeah 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 i thought trust missed an opportunity to make a spike gun yeah, I yeah. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Zephyr Spores. <laughs> Maybe yeah. a little too violent for the tone of the story. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just pin Crota that wall. You know, like six of them. Those vines can't stop it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a very reasonable device, though, yeah. for, for Lumar, to be clear. Cool. Yeah, I mean, we we literally don't know anything about Crimson. So, like, mm-hmm. I guess I guess that's all we got uh, on Crimson, really. I mean, uh, we, we, we do know that Xyzis could somehow, like, make a living at the bottom with like walls made of crimson. Yeah, so like at the very the least, it's, it does somehow work as construction material. Yeah, sure, right. Yeah, that's a mm-hmm. good point. And it's interesting to say that this is the sea he chose to settle in. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's there studying the aethers, and this is where he set up his home base. When I assume he probably, with enough time, could do that more or less anywhere he so chose, except for maybe the midnight sea, because he'd want to stay out of the sorceresses. I. I think that's actually kind of why he chose the crimson. Uh, it's because like people w- wouldn't get in his way and like wouldn't randomly show up at his sure. doorstep. Sure, it, it's yeah. very dangerous. So it's like, okay, well, I'll just chill here. <laughs> and he's a dragon. I don't think red spikes are going to affect. No, him I think he's okay. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm more concerned he for his have softer friends. Please. Yeah. 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 Slaves, <laughs> or just, or just, yeah, yeah, or or, or just breathing uh, down there, you know. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, he's using Zephyr to produce the air down there, you know. Very that's, possible. I think oh, that's yeah. very possible. Maybe he has yeah. some great verdant chefs, you know. He <laughs> can make that verdant aether into some good stuff. <laughs> yeah, maybe just, if you grind down the crimson thing. spikes, they make spices. <laughs> I mean, just, it's great. Get some, get some chili. <laughs> Dried chilies, just huge dried chilies. Nice, I like it. You know, I just think it's interesting that we spend time in the Crimson Sea mm-hmm. when we only spend more time like in the Midnight and the Emerald Sea. Yeah, and we still know less about Crimson than we do about Zephyr and Sunlight, which yep. are just barely mentioned. Yep. Well, they're not as useful, or at least not as obviously useful. I feel like it's part of it. We learn so much mm-hmm. about the other ones because Tress is looking to engineer with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a random side tangent and then we'll get to midnight because we absolutely will. If you need an investiture field to to sustain okay. the the creations of the Aetherbound, mm-hmm. that will potentially limit space age use, maybe. Because maybe I, the things I've thought about that, you know? Mm-hmm. Unless you can create investiture fields yeah, somehow. Sure. I mean, the other thing is like the Aetherbound can just like continuously touch the thing and that's enough. Sure, sure. So that's true. But, like if but if you're like eating vines, you can't be touching the vine as you eat them. Or like if you're breathing the air and that air is entering your body. <laughs> yeah, I don't you know, know how it works with air. <laughs> well, it, it, yeah, it kind of goes back to the age old question of like, 
if you were to eat a soul stamp sandwich, you know, yeah. like what, what goes, how does that work? And how, how long does that maintain, you know, the sandwich? The age old question. The age old. Has someone asked Brandon Hawab of that? Because they've asked things about burning Something metals similar. Of, okay. that were okay. stamped to be a certain metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you should ask about a sandwich, guys. Get on that. All right. Now we have midnight. And midnight is freaking midnight essence, which is bonkers. I have an idea, though. In talking about the prime versus primal aethers, I have an idea mm-hmm. about midnight essence and its relationship with Ra's fear because that's i don't it's it's i totally agree midnight essence being an aether sure i'm just i don't know how we got to that being on roshar right Mm -hmm. Uh, how do we do okay so i think it's very plausible that the prime all aethers can you know make a new thing of themselves that would grow to be a prime aether on a different okay. world and that they are sort of gardening these mm-hmm. strains of aethers and they grow in different ways so i think ray shafir is one such prime aether that the primal aether of midnight <laughs> made and maybe that was on Ashen or, or Roshar, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, and Odium corrupted that. Okay, nice. And okay. that's Rachel Fear. Mm-hmm. Boom. Nice. But I actually like that. Yeah, I was thinking along similar lines that, like, maybe some of the unmade are if, if, if her, suddenly I forgot English language, efforts that have been. Uh, stolen or somehow otherwise hijacked by Odium. Yep. Sure. It's like you you have Russia fear, obviously, with Midnight Essence, but you also have like Yelignar with crystals. Oh, oh mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah, kinda. Maybe. Kinda. I, yeah. Doesn't it work for everyone? Because no, like you have no, Asher Tmarn, so. who is just yeah. like emotions, which that's obviously the like flesh fishing. ether. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> you to never know. To be fair, I am I am less sold on that. Like for a long time, I feel there has been a theory that the unmade are kind of past conquerors of Odium. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I in what sense? In in that trophies, the, the, almost uh, uh, trophies. Yeah, yeah. They are they are entities, people, whatever that he that are the, the last remains of whatever world or people or population he has taken over. So mm-hmm. I, I guess what I'm getting at is it's possible that Reshifir was not native to like the Rosharan system even it's oh, possible so that he went was to like... some aether world and there was a, a being there and he like conquered the world there wasn't a shard it's not notable enough for it to be mentioned in chris's essays and things like that but like he goes through there and he snags reshafir unmakes her and now she is part of his court if you will I... So in that like theory, would that like suppose that aside from his big hunt for shards, Odium was also hunting 
constraints? Not necessarily. I mean, it's possible, but not necessarily. Mm -hmm. One thing I will say, and we can debate how we want to take this, because Brandon had a sneaky face on when he was saying this (laughs) at the time, but at Dragonsteel 2022, someone did ask, are all of the unmade native to Rashar? And Brandon said, yes, they are. Eh, yes, I'm going to say all the unmade all count as being natives to Rashar. Yeah. Oh so, God. Do what, what you will. Uh, but uh, that muddied the waters for me a little bit. And I will say that Shalon's impression when she touched the Midnight Mother mm-hmm. gave her something that made her wonder if it used to be human. And I don't know how to yeah. square that with having been and having been a primal aether maybe they were an aether bound that got that i like yeah. but i feel like there has to be a human in the mix somewhere yeah. in there i mean that's like shalan is not aware of aethers their existence so like she could think like something with like human like intelligence to her would read as a human I, but she's aware of spren and whatnot, you know. So like she could she could have just thought, oh, it's an intelligence. But that's fair. That, that's possible. That's point. her, that's, that's her assumption. So maybe odium. This doesn't work as well as the previous idea, unfortunately. <laughs> Stupid Brandon and his wobs, uh, ruining perfectly good theories. Uh, that maybe odium was aware of the aethers and whatever element they represent how it relates with the surges no one knows uh and maybe created reshafir or in the process of unmaking and sort of gave her the powers mm-hmm. that essentially would be what a prime aether of midnight would give so like she's basically a great value ether <laughs> yeah sure yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah sure D- yeah. dyi that like couldn't necessarily bond a bunch of people like maybe a prime aether could that uh, might actually work a little although, better honestly although mm-hmm. she did try to did. replace pattern pattern's bond that's true that is true she was trying to bond oh yeah that's true oh that's it would shallan have become a midnight aether bound if the midnight there's a question for brandon i mean it's a good question that somebody write that down because i will forget it if we just link people this episode if they uh want questions for brandon just listen to this episode um that's a that's an interesting idea but but like there, there are a lot of things with uh, Midnight Essence on Roshar that's interesting because apparently you can release Midnight Essence. What does that mean? I don't know. Uh, that's always been a question mark. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I'm imagining kind of like a spore. Like it might not manifest exactly like a spore, mm. but you you could like move it around and you know put the water in and create like some sort of Luheli bond type thing. It's it's interesting because there hasn't been a hint that the midnight essence of Rashar has any interest in water. You know, True. like that's never like I'm yeah. curious. That's another thing I wonder about is oh, that's that is, is a good it, point. Does it have that similarity or does it not? So well, it is it is worth noting that when either Hoyt or Ulam talks about the Lu Hellbound, I think it's I think it's Hoyt. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says that it's uh, oh yeah the the Hellbound trades consciousness for uh, for power essentially. The Luhel bond trades a physical substance for that 
essence for that material. And in this case, the substance is water. Mm -hmm. Which suggests that it's possible that it's not always water. Mm -hmm. Well, there is also... Uh, like small detail that Roshar is a significantly wetter and more invested planet than Lumar or Skadrial for that matter. So it could be that whatever they are getting out of high storms is enough to feed them. Mm-hmm. I yeah. will throw out, I don't necessarily stand by this and I think other people have said it as well, uh, is Allomancy making use of a Lou Pond, trading mass for power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I don't, I don't think that is the case but I can but I can see like because you're squ- not you squint and look at it uh, yeah but you have to squint because <laughs> you were not like giving the metal to the shard you were using the metal to open a conduit to the power of the shard like That's the metal well. is is fuel it's not a currency and you're not and also not like, like you don't get to use your brain to like send it commands and things, right? Do you, you send Alamancy commands all the time? Okay. That's how they. Okay. That's oh, how they okay. do it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but like, there's not, there's not like another creature on the other end that you commune with mm-hmm. to make that yeah. deal. Like, you don't you're, directly you're ask right preservation. There. They are. They are all like, directly, just like you would an aether. All Alamancers are Ferris Aetherbound. Like you don't like commune with preservation to do Alamancy stuff. But you don't like Crow doesn't commune with the Verdant Aether to do her Aether stuff either. I don't think that needs to be a part of it necessarily. It's just a power trade, you know? Like you can envision an Aetherbound that doesn't talk to the Aether, you know? Like a different, weaker version of it potentially. Can he say our joke? They're, they're all Ferris either bound that's how that works every every alamancer yep oh yep. ferris little did oh. we know the, he turns when out miss born died they turn into columns yeah that's the fact you know <laughs> yes. and it's proto ruin proto this is how they built this is how they built all those like noble palaces in era one yeah yeah that's, that's, dead that's, everyone knows that yep. Yep. you'll see the, the adaptation brandon's rewrites are expensive <laughs> the, uh <laughs> All of the all of the ash is actually spores. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> to be fair, there could be an ash like see that that could be cool. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. It's possible that with just like high investiture that you don't necessarily like need water or something like you, maybe maybe you could. Mm-hmm. Like you could summon the midnight essence just with like, hey, here's some stormlight or something, right? Like that, well, that's possible. I, when you think about the fact that the sorceress is like bonded to and presumably sustaining like most of the monsters in the midnight sea you kind of have to imagine that she set up a different mechanism to supply that like she's not chugging water sure Uh, no so she's not sustaining them um is she not i think i think there was a point of that she is creating them and and essentially like running Mm -hmm. maybe that's maybe that's not a good metaphor but like Mm. uh Oh, I know why it's not a good metaphor, because it's a Wheel of Time metaphor. <laughs> um, <laughs> she, she, she is summoning them and, and like imprinting commands on them and then just letting them loose. I, okay, I guess I was assuming that some connection remained in order for yeah, those commands. Yeah, that was kind of my impression as well. Like at least when, the light like, one. When you, it seems like when you lose control of a Midnight Essence monster, it isn't necessarily like, van, like it, sometimes it just goes away, you know? Yeah. Or they do their own things entirely. 
So I kind of assumed there was something that kind of kept them on track. I could be wrong about that. My impression is that there was like a light like connection back to the sorceress and it's just like, hey, mm-hmm. here's some water right now. And then that that was like it wasn't a strong one, right? It, mm-hmm. it was like a very weak one. Sure. Because she's like doing this yeah. with so many of them. She is also an Elaintrian, so she could yeah, probably that's like, do say. something to reprogram it. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean Or like use Aeon Door to maybe create water question mark. I mean, I mean all of those things are possible. Uh I also think it's possible that you could just give Midnight Essence like direct investiture. And if they, yeah. if they can eat it, potentially, like that would be fine. Well, you think about Twin Soul with the door, right? right. Like he, yeah. like, sure. Yeah, like, yeah. She could very easily be doing something. Oh, yeah. Tress makes course. the assumption that they're connected and sustained by her, but that's not necessarily, that's what I was looking at, Archie. Ah, okay. She could be wrong about that, certainly. Right. Twin Soul doesn't need a bunch of water to do that. It just needs the door. And it makes a giant rock monster. So like, yeah, uh, yeah, of course, of course, you can use the investiture to do that. So uh, like the water is just like the low investiture substitute, you know, if you don't have a lot of investiture to throw around so that we can still do like have some magical effects that maybe aren't like more shardic and high investiture. Sure. Right. Yep. I can get um, behind that. So like if for the matter of summoning midnight essence on Roshar. Give us some stormlight. It's probably fine, right? Like or void light or void light. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows how all that works? How uh, they do that in that uh, Starfall's vision, uh, oh. where the desolation hasn't started yet, uh, and it's like, would they have access to void light? I don't know. Who's summoning the midnight essence? We're never going to get any answers for this. Ta! <laughs> Ta! I I've always interpreted the whole you know releasing midnight essences as like released from gems. But they didn't sure. figure out the gem thing until like right by the record. That point. was the first time that's they like they had, it was a plan. It was a theory right at the end. So they've that's never trapped point. an unmade until right then. Okay, fair. That's a good point. Yeah, there's a lot of mysteries. <laughs> what are the other ten deaths, Brandon? <laughs> are they is one red spikes? <laughs> well, okay. You know what the good news is though? The fact that we now know Casim fiends aren't fused means they are. Not Casim Fiends. Thunder class aren't fused. They can they can be a candidate for being one of the ten deaths. So <laughs> we can we might, we might have to. <laughs> that this is not where I expected this episode to go. <laughs> well, yeah. Thunder class. <laughs> you gotta you gotta keep them on the toes. I think this was actually a really good Midnight Essence discussion. Uh, other thoughts and concerns about Midnight Essence? Because I, I was concerned for a long time. And the Midnight Essence creatures like swimming to other seas. Oh, that's okay. If you like, assume like we create just by rainfall, like just by dropping bottle of water into the ocean and commanding like a midnight essence creature, like go to the king of the verdant sea and like crawl on shore and eat him. We know they can change their shape to have legs. So I would assume distance plays a role somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. So the further the further away the essence is from the person who summoned it the less stable the essence is or the less control the person had like something in there should probably prevent because like rain falls in the midnight sea so there are thousands of midnight essences there right and and if you were like a person doing this right like tress wasn't even moving her midnight very far and like it, that bond had to be broken and she was like in bad shape right so yeah. like i i think this is a thing that's like 
theoretically possible, right? Uh, but not necessarily practically. And honestly, it's probably just easier. Here's a bunch of investiture. I'm the sorceress. Like, I think the sorceress could do that, right? If she yeah. if she really wanted, right? Yeah, I don't I don't know that her goals align with that. She's she's doing like a weird thing where she's like attacking them. Like she's like destroying navies and whatnot and like getting hostages. So I don't really even know what I don't think she wants to kill the king. I don't really know what her game is there. I'm just saying she could if she wanted, you know, probably could. The sorceress can just she doesn't need the midnight essence. She can just teleport over there. (laughs) There's lots of ways for the sorceress to kill basically whoever she wants if she wants to. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's that's a really good question, though. Man, a midnight aether bound, though. Yeah, I I kind of like that better, I think, than than like the whole the whole prime aether thing, Uh, because it it jives more with uh, Mm. Shalan sensing a person in there. Right. Oh, that race of fear was an aether bound. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, Okay. yeah. It, It kind of works. I guess both work with the idea that like race of fear is pawning essences right because uh, both the the aether and the aether bolt can do that sure sure um but i'm thinking of like when rabonio was unmaking oh, the sibling okay. right mm-hmm. uh we are looking at odium by proxy like through a servant turning i i guess i i think of the prime aethers if we if we use eric's terminology here as i'm sorry <laughs> grander than the Stormfather or the sibling or something like that. At least uh, somewhat, potentially. I'll give you that. And so unmaking one of those and and getting an unmade out of that seems less cool, less likely than unmaking a human and then juicing them up with Odium's investiture to, to to like uplift them to an unmade level. Here, here's a corollary. Uh, just you know, spitballing here. Dalinar is described as the champion with nine shadows. Maybe those nine shadows are previous <sighs> nine unmade are previous Odium champions. Uh, wow. I don't, I don't <laughs> think he's engaged in a champion strategy nine previous times. He surely would have. He surely would have figured that out, but. He's just he, you gotta you get it to know. nine. It's Maybe so he's symbolic. Got an champion. I yeah. I think that is purely thematic. Oh, this is Odium's. Like the nine there is just oh, that's nine is Odium's number. Oh, so did he stop at nine? What if he was another trophy he wants? Was he gonna kick one out if he had gotten the sibling? <laughs> These are the questions that are like, who gets cut from the band if you've got a new? The unmade of red spikes is out of here. Let's get the sibling in. <laughs> that's that's Diagonarthus. Yeah, yeah. He loves throwing red spikes. Every, everyone, everyone knows that. Diagonarthus is connected like the, to Amia. The yeah, there yeah. are spikes around Amia. Yeah, yeah. The 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 hazardous waters. There are the red spikes. There. He's just Easy. spear fishing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Red spike fishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I agree that the prime aethers are necessarily higher than like uh, Stormfather's sibling Mm. or Nightwatcher. I would actually probably rate prime aethers that or maybe slightly lower because like they're they're very sapient, right? Uh, Nightwatcher's weird. 
Uh, uh, but like cultivation's doing weird stuff with them. She's uh, unconnected. Eric. Yeah, she's unconnected. Right, exactly. <laughs> but like the prime aethers on Lumar. Like, yeah, they produce a lot of spores and they connect with a lot of things. But I think all like the like the Stormfather is way more impressive. And I think the sibling is way more impressive in like many ways. So I mean, hard to directly evaluate them, right? They're they're not the same. Like they're not apples to apples. Like it's not just put them on the power scale. But uh, Mm -hmm. Now, the prime all Aethers, I would say, would be higher than Stormfather sibling Nightwatcher, but maybe below mm-hmm. a shard. That, that in my conception, like that's a pretty good pecking order, I thought. Uh, yeah. In my opinion, I can buy that. Also, I think there's room, like if the the if the prime all Aethers are seeding Aethers on many different places, that there are prime Aethers on those worlds that are at <sighs> different stages of development. So, like, you could get one that's, like, really, yeah. like, mm-hmm. new that, like, might not be even as strong as, like, Sil, right? Who knows? Although, mm-hmm. Spren are pretty, uh, Honor Spren are pretty strong, <laughs> if you, you know, but you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. 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 It's hard to say. Going off that, um, like, it keeps bringing me back to um, the Aethers, or, well, the Prime Aethers on Lumar. And how either, or they grew feral because there wasn't enough water or whatever, or investiture, like what they need to grow. Yeah. But the other possibility is that that might be compounded. Um, like with the fact that they're relatively new, we don't know much about the history of Lumar. Only that theory, Ali, were there at some point. And so maybe on the, like, cosmic scale of well the cosmere timeline they might be relatively new and we don't know how long that is but it's a possibility that those things like those two things and not water slash investiture slash them being newer um, Mm. might just lead to them being so feral yeah it's too bad the the, the mars far in the future right we have elantrian spaceships cool uh for all we know the primal aethers are seeding Lumar's prime aethers right now in like lost metal time. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know how the humans got there, to be clear. It, it could be. We needed like a creation myth from Tress. What are your right. people? Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> book's too short. I need more details. Yeah. What are the chemical you, cycles here? <laughs> did you always believe that the eighth, like, were the aethers always here? Or yeah. do you have legends of like, your great ancestors remembering a world without yeah. aether moons. It, it's really impossible to know the answer to that, Veronica. And that's that's a super good point. Like the, these aethers could be fairly new. Yeah. yeah, I really like that. Let's try and theorize on uh, the six other types of aethers <laughs> because there are six more that we don't have and potentially a 13th. Wow, fun. I need there to be a cat girl ether. Perfect. Perfect. That's a, that's a possibility. I don't think a huge one, but I'd. Yeah. Yeah. The, the primal element of cat girls. Nice. Uh, yes. I mean, it's, ju- it's just as rational as red spikes, to be honest. <laughs> like, I, I <laughs> so <laughs> once, once you throw organic matter in there, things start getting hairy. Sometimes literally. 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 Sometimes literally. <laughs> 
I, I think I think metal is a yeah. likely option. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, That's it's definitely like uh, spawning some material. God, oh, would yeah. that be a god metal? Oh my god! See, no, that's I was about to say like do <laughs> the inevitable. Could an alamance burn a metallic aether? <laughs> What's the chemical composition? This is- wouldn't mm-hmm. wouldn't technically be a god metal in the same sense as like atium or brazium mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it doesn't come from a shard. Yeah, it's it an could aether be metal. an aether metal. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. And now we have 12 ether medals that we have to discover. <laughs> just, just one. Just one. One for every well, I guess it would just be one. Yeah, 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 just yeah, one yeah. metallic ether, but... I, I like metal. I think that's a very safe uh, mm-hmm. assumption. Yeah. And this is a lot of building materials, honestly. Uh, so I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to distinguish. Great ether. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and honestly, it's a pretty good extrapolation from Ferris. That's less weird. And so it makes sense that Brandon would have just moved that over. Sure. It's just stranger to move over Bestarid because Bestarid is so sh- weird. And so we have like yeah, flesh eater questions that cats can really I, I don't think we're right. I don't think Nobody has any idea how that would work. I think Bestarid is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. I think so too. Really likely. I would throw out there as a possibility uh, some kind of oil ether. There's a lot of parallels yep. to the mm-hmm. essences. It would match potentially what Murray's got in his pants. Maybe he did get oily ether and did bleed on it on those pants. Yeah, sure. That's an answer sure. right mm-hmm. there. Um, but I think that's that's a possibility. Yeah, I, I, I think that's very plausible. I, I like it'd, that a lot. It'd be cool to have a liquid one, you know, even if you can't do water to do yeah, something. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Even as gross as that might be uh, to be yeah. water bending oil. But yeah, yeah. my the petroleum aether. <laughs> my my one like my one hang up with the oil ether is that ultimately this is meant to be like a magic system, and I'm not. Like, you can come up with uses for red spikes and metal <laughs> and crystals for like people who like ether bound who use magic, but I'm not really sure. Like, for example, you don't have a knight radiant who whose magic is like pave roads because that's not really convenient for the story of relations. You know, you <laughs> so gotta have I'm a not big really road. sure like what the what the like use of that. Yeah. You know, uh, oh well like I'm not really sure what storytelling use of a, an oil ether bound could be. I guess like mm-hmm. from like uh, making a gun like sort of or like the engineering trust does like it's less obvious although it's still useful material but like i think that would work fine there there are liquid based martial combat abilities that crop up everywhere so it could the material doesn't yeah. particularly matter yeah. as long as it's fine i guess like water bending things but it's oil i guess yeah. oil bending i was i was thinking like a tremendous energy source Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. A- Aether Homeworld, big in like big oil, uh, power plants. <laughs> big oil, big oil, big oil there. <laughs> just the the whole like instead of like oil rigs, you just have like oil hotels where people I just used. sit and just yeah drip yeah. oil yeah. into pipes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just pour water into them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you can you can also like do some like edge dancery things potentially. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just yeah. not really seeing how like an oil ether bound could contribute meaningfully to like the eventual ether of night book proper yeah. one. Yeah, 
I guess, but like, how is a Duralumin gnat contributing to Mistborn? You know, <laughs> yeah, like there, there are powers ones. that are more important than other powers. Sure. I, I think it's it's a good point, though. Uh, can we think of any other ethers? I, I think we need to look at the ten essences as what? like yeah. that's exactly what a I just part of okay. uh, a part of this conversation. Perfect. Perfect. Maybe smoke that's because there the... are undeniable parallels between some of the aethers and some of the essences okay. and so people have naturally talked about well do like are we looking at a situation where okay we know we have 10 essences we have 12 aethers are we looking at a situation where 10 of the aethers map cleanly onto 10 of the essences and we have mm. like two special aethers mm. right uh midnight notably has been pointed out as there's no I, I can't even say there's no midnight essence because there is midnight essence. But no. <laughs> that's, that's actually very funny. No midnight essence on the essences table. Yeah, it's not one of the <laughs> ten boring essences here. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like the big ones that are missing are smoke, flesh, and the nails. No, that's the body focus. What is oh, yeah. the metal? Like sinew. Metal. Oh, metal. That's calic. Yeah. Just like sinew, isn't there? That's that's the flesh. That's right? the flesh one. I mean, flesh has water in it, so like that might have a similar water issue. I mean, it, I mean it you just squeeze it. You're just like you're like, don't worry, I can just. <laughs> it's it, 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 it just summons dried beef jerky. The ether of jerky. The ether of bacon. Mm, and I mean, mm. I guess that would be the new version Delicious. of the story, but also, how in the world would a meat sea work? <laughs> a meat sea. That'd be gross. I mean, days like water's pouring on it. Mm, oh. no. I understand that it's gross, but also it's cool. Me. I mean, it's something it's... of a body horror enjoyer. <laughs> yeah, yes, because indeed. that's incredibly body horror. Yeah, yeah, I just don't know quite how that work. And, and like the 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 water aspect is, I think, my only issue with the flesh type mm -hmm. thing. But uh, yeah, yeah, blood is have... one that's not on here. Mm -hmm. But we've got yeah. some people would draw parallels with the spikes for blood. <laughs> because uh, sure. uh, yeah, I the essence the essence of blood is also associated with non oily liquids. Um, which sure. water is one of those. Yeah. So that one probably either needs to go or be retrofitted in some way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got we got rocks and stone, right? With Roseite, mm -hmm. clearly. Yeah, that's Roseite. Yeah, I, I yeah. do want to mentally, just because ever since Brandon said those famous words, 16 shards split nice on a table. Like, I always assume that there's like a table somewhere, you know, <laughs> at least in his mind. Yeah. And I'm like... I feel like there's probably like a quadrant thing going on or like something here where it's like four sets of three or four like sets of three yeah, physical, like cognitive, can... spiritual. Oh, nice. gosh. You know, <laughs> but like I, I would not be surprised if there was like, you know, mm -hmm. a gas, like an, another couple like smoke could be a second gas aether, you know, along with. OK, with okay. air, you know, if we're really trying to stick to the ten is closely, sure. although it's not that exciting uh, again. Mm -hmm. We do have like a, a wob. Yeah. We do have a wob from Brandon that the, the link between essences and ether ethers is very tenuous. Sure. Like it's not connection. 
Plus, if the if the ifers are correct in claiming that they predate adenosine, then they even that they predate shattering, then they don't necessarily have to up to the same system as the shards. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although it's possible that you could say like the 10 essences were inspired by the aethers, you know, what if they didn't meet them all or something, but they had like that help influence their concept of what their primal elements were. Possible. And the, the thing with the 10 essences is that like, if we assume um, that uh, um, sunlight actually maps onto this with the whole uh, like ruby spark fire essence. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then what's the second weird Aether. That oh, isn't the 13th Aether. Oh, we got like, to correspond that. to yeah. What about electricity? Um, That'd be kind of cool. Uh, honestly, like it, summoning Ooh, electric like sparks, I, 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 that's, that's yeah, really that, cool. That makes sense. Stuff. I like that a lot. That's, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Maybe like if we, if we have a heat Aether, maybe there's a cold Aether. There could be. There could be an ice one. That could be kind of interesting. Although, again, you got to be careful. You can't melt water. that ice. It stays yeah. cold. Like, I'm not saying like necessarily that it has to be water or ice. Just an ether that when you wet it, it sucks the heat out of things. Sure. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. Yeah. I also keep coming back to the idea that teleportation used to be a thing in Aether of Night. <laughs> yes, it, it, it was. And so, yeah, and so it's I'm, very important. I'm thinking if we want like weird Aethers, Midnight is certainly a weird one. Yeah, true, true. And and so, what if we have another one that doesn't like produce a material, but it does something weird, sure. such as well, else calling. Oh, I love this! Like, you can already imagine like the idea of like an ether sea that if you fall into it, you're just teleported into a random place somewhere, <laughs> like in the planet or in the atmosphere or in the ground. That's that's yeah. like the threat. We call it Sea of Lost Lives. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, we went a lot of places in this episode. We're yeah. still not done. Teleported all over the place. I think the teleportation <laughs> is dead. I think teleportation is not a part of this anymore. I it's also my- agree. It's likely. I, I yeah. can accept that. Yeah. I, I yeah. I I think he's moved like the teleporty aspects, you know, into else calling and like other yeah. magic systems at this stage, right? Yeah. It I am, is, yeah. <laughs> I am curious if there will be like god aethers though. You know what I mean? Or at least aethers that like adhesion and maybe progression, you know, seem to be like a little more have like a little extra juice to them. Sure. If that's something like midnight. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> so, something like another weird one like midnight, I think is possible. I don't I don't know how teleporting is going to work with that. Could be, yes. could be a dark aether that's taken over Twin Souls oh. world. Yeah, what is up? With- <laughs> we should talk about that. We should talk. I mean, about we should. What can we talk about? Do people think I mean, the dark is-, is the midnight aether? That's that to me. That's like the first question that always is relevant to discuss with that. If we are talking about something that has conquered and overrun a planet, an army of shadow creatures seems like it would, would do that. Mm-hmm. A lot of ether of night. Yeah. Basically. It kind of fits. It kind of yeah, fits. Yeah, like, I don't know what else it would be. Like, that seems pretty natural to me. Uh, uh, Odium comes to the aether planet to remove it as a threat, chooses 
a midnight aether bound as his champion to create all the chaos create <laughs> turns that person into the midnight mother and brings them along with him nice onto the next world okay but like would that would that mean that in soul's world was being okay. taken over by like ten thousand years Russia Peter is at least that Maybe. old and a long Twin Soul time. is still like <laughs> no, Twin Soul my, my is still around in like Yeah. He he looks really old. That that's with age dilation. He's been <laughs> No, I'm I, I think so joking. I, I think it's a recent development, the things that have happened to Twin Soul's world. I would also agree. Uh, have that implication. Yeah, uh, this I, does lead into my crack theory, though. Okay. Um, that last crack that I thought it would be um, just like rereading it and talking about it before recording. So when reading um, Lost Metal, and like Eric mentioned, we're going to do an Ether episode eventually, but we don't know when. Right. Write down the thoughts you have. Yeah. And so I have a note on my notes app that says Ethercast. All it says is this. Autonomy is the shard that might have got into the Ether planet. And the way Autonomy has her avatars, like all over the Cosmere, and the Primal Aethers have their own extensions through the Aether Bound, um, she hijacked that and is using it as a different way to spread influence somehow. But, I mean, there are things missing and I have no idea, except the fact that, well, Twinsel is around and like the similarity with the way the avatars work and the way the Aether Bound work. I have no idea of what's the thought process that led to this. I mean, there is... So that's why I'm calling it a crack theory, because I, yeah, I need more evidence and ways to link all this together so that it actually sure. makes sense. There is, like, there is the fact that if you look at Autonomy's supposed core planet, the way that white sand behaves yeah. is very ether-esque. Absolutely. Like yeah. there's even no, there's yeah. that's yeah. probably what they refer to in Tress when they talk about the bone ether that's legendary and supposedly turns white or black. That's like it, it does seem like very the best bat, also white right? sand. Yeah. It also does feed the white sand feeds on water as well. Yeah. So there is yeah. Don't, like we do know that it's like some sort of creature that lives on the sand. It does seem kind of etheresque. It certainly, no, it certainly could be. I really like the idea that it was skull moss from way back from Yolen, white moss grows on everything, but they doesn't have really have a black aspect. So I've been unable yeah. to provide yeah. more evidence for that, other than the fact that I like the idea of skull moss being relevant. Yeah, calling it calling it bone spores really invokes Fane, if you know anything yeah. about Fane. Okay. But saying, oh, sometimes it's white, sometimes it's black, that's that's very Taldane. That's very <laughs> white sand. And like mm -hmm. you could easily be fooled and thinking like, this acts a lot like a, an Aether. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not wrong, right? Well they they describe the spores like sand a lot too. Yeah, you know, yeah, so. right, right. Yeah. So, like, it's very plausible that maybe someone brought some sand over and it got myths. Like, oh, dude, that's not one of the twelve seas. What the hell's going on with this? I, I think that's very natural. It's just there's yeah. not a sea of it. You got to go somewhere else in the Cosmere for it. There, there, yeah, there's one enormous sea, but it's <laughs> yeah. off world. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Really, the moon. sand comes from the sun. It does get oh charged from the sun. <laughs> it does get charged from the sun. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I would be, 
remiss if I didn't remind people of the it's an investiture aether. It's a aether, yeah. I was yeah. Say, idea that I had. That oh yeah. Um, so I, I, I talked about it some more during the was it the, the Tress reactions yeah. episode? Yeah. That and uh, inking out loud episode. And inking out loud, yeah. The, the the gist of it is that yes, White Sand is awfully reminiscent of Aether Spores in many ways, in that you it interacts with water in pretty much exactly the same way that spores interact with water. That is, if you give it water, whether you just physically pour water into it or you form a bond as a sandmaster and feed it water that way, it releases it creates a thing, right? Uh, but instead of creating verdant vines or rosite, rosite, it seems to create investiture. It releases investiture when you moisten it. Well, uh, I, to- I totally agree. And like, in, in the same way, like it's doing investiture instead of mass. You know what I mean? Instead of matter. Yep. The other places yep, exactly that. Matter, but exactly yeah. that. squared with investiture mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I and I tried to um, during thinking out loud. I tried to tie that to the idea that it's being recharged by the investiture of the sun, which is not a direct parallel to uh, to aether because like sure. aether spores don't need to be recharged, as far as we know. That that's not a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that's if if the lichen on the white sand is like an investiture aether then in, investiture is different than mass so maybe you need to throw in some weird things to account for that so maybe maybe the spores are getting maybe. recharged from the investiture field oh, they're gone they've maybe. expanded maybe. Eric. like huge <laughs> Maybe the same way that we were speculating that Reshapir could be like knockoff Midnight Essence. Maybe Sunday's autonomy is great value Aether. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's I think that's totally reasonable as well, right? Like I yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh there's also things happening on Dark Side with like the star the star Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, sky colors, I think. Sky no, no, colors are gone, now. I think. Yeah, oh, no. sky colors are gone. It is now star carved. We'll do a white sand omnibus episode. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I have yeah. not delved into it. I forgot. Probably this yet. year. No, yeah. no, 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 no. It'll be soon. It'll be somewhat soon. There's, there's no spoiler stream uh, yet, so maybe, maybe it'll be sooner than mm. you might think. And that will get mm. terrible views. But if you're listening to this, I bet we'll talk about aethers there, kind of. So go Again. listen to that. Again, uh, but, but there, there are apparently star carved in Skaten's army. Uh, who can stop bullets, I, I think, is one of the things that Chris talks about in the context of, oh, Sandmasters can essentially create like an armor of sand around them. Um, yeah, as you do. So right, there are parallel. weird parallels that probably need to be explored. Mm-hmm. Turns out everything in the Cosmere was Aethers all along. All right. along. Yeah. Possible. Al- we, well, Allomancy is in there. We yeah, figured great, that out. Great. We Urge binding is apparently there, so yeah. Void binding is also Aethers. Oh, yeah. yeah, we got a lot of room to theorize about that. Adonalsium was an Aether. Adonalsium <laughs> was that the legendary 13th uh, Aether. The Primal. The Prime. The Prime. The, the prime. Aether, Aether Prime. Prime, premium primal yeah yeah i will circle back for a moment and say that i don't think the dark aether is midnight essence and okay. i fall more on cheyenne side of things where t- 
Twin Souls still like he still swears by the twelve primal aethers. Like I feel like if one had fallen out of favor, that might have been a little more obvious in some okay, way. Sure. And I my expectation. This is just based on my, like you know just based on what I think is I kind of suspect that the world is like there's clashes between the aethers, but I suspect that they're all treated with a, a certain degree of reference as being an important element of the world. Yep. And while you can see one of them getting out of control, I think I could. I, I'm more interested in a story where there's some sort of interloper that comes in and is throwing off the balance here. Yeah, sure. Uh, like maybe autonomy has an avatar there and has made something like the sand or some some aether like thing, maybe. And yeah. that's and that's what's going out of control, maybe. That I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It just really feels like autonomy's MO. It, it, I mean, we you're, have you're, not you're not wrong. We have the like the fact that Twinsel is now on schedule. Her autonomy is invading again. Um, it's just uh, Twinsel's not attributing it to autonomy, so that's no, uh, uh, sort of but, an issue. Like he he's pretty aware of what autonomy's doing, and and he would know. Yeah, he would know. that's true. You got to keep an eye out for a strict hierarchical system, with <laughs> several levels and specific names for each level. If you yeah. want to find autonomy, yeah, yeah, true. Gotta gotta look for the 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 suits and the and the giorns of in <laughs> the, the mastrels. Don't forget about the mastrels. Yeah. 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 And then nice. the lestrels and the underlestrels. I don't know if that's shocking number of trails in Taldane, really. <laughs> I was just going to say that I am honestly shocked that it took me so long to realize how many of those ranks have trail in them. Yeah. It's only one L. Yeah. Just one L. Oh, yeah, just yeah, one yeah. L. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the, the idea is obviously that it's a play on master, right? But obviously, yeah. autonomy <laughs> infused the masterals uh, with more investiture, and that's how they got their second L. Obviously. <laughs> This is like spelled among themselves secretly. Yeah. Since we brought up Twin Soul, yep. we wanted to talk a little bit because we don't know much about his world. Nope. But we do know a little bit about the ethers of his world. Because at one point, and I should have really prepared this myself. Uh-huh. I really, really should have prepared myself the precise quote that he was using. I apologize because. Just to be clear, Twin Souls World is based on like the culture of the Indian subcontinent. Yep. Mm-hmm. I did not speak any language that is spoken on the Indian subcontinent, which means that I'm going to horribly butcher some names right now. Yep. I mean, we all would. Yeah. So there's not anybody that can actually I've, help I've you already done it, so yep. don't True. worry. Just True. if you if you if you want to like talk smack, I'll just give. Give me your smack. Smack Arjun, everybody. <laughs> smack just Arjun. Like, He'll be out of con. Smack me. Smack him. <laughs> okay, but okay, so the, the quote I've been digging for is and he does his big like crystal yep. mech. Yeah. He mm-hmm. says, by the grace of Silajana Suna, Vishwadhar, and the twelve primal ethers, I am Sanviv Prasana Mahik Vasila, Grand Ether Bound of the Twelve Kingdoms. Raj of the Coriander Court. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, first of all, we have 12 kingdoms. So, yep. is there a kingdom for every Aether? Probably. Possibly. But also, he's like Rosiite Aether bound, but he calls himself the Aether bound of 12 kingdoms. So, um, so the way I read that is so he's saying, I'm, I'm grand Aether bound of the 12 kingdoms. So, 
the way I read that is I am one of the grand ether bound of this empire that is the 12 kingdoms. Uh, like, maybe like a council. I, you know? I am so, so, so that's me like saying I am a prime minister of Earth, right? Yeah, it's kind of like that. Personally, I, yeah, <laughs> I personally. So, the, the second thing of note here is that the, the ether he is bound to is called Silajana, mm-hmm. Silajana, however you prefer to pronounce it. But he also says, like, Silajana Suna, Vishwathar, and the 12 primal ethers. Yeah, and so if Silajana is not one of the primal ethers, or like the, he split the, this off, right? Silajana and the twelve primal uh, ethers, right? I yeah. I, either he just saying that Silajana Suna and Vishwathar are different things from the twelve primal ethers, or those are like the three specific primal ethers that he wants to sure. specifically call out as special. Possibly. I think that's more likely because I feel like he'd be unlikely to be like these three and the other nine of the twelve. Like it kind of messes up your flow yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You gotta get on with your, yeah, your which, your which doesn't stop the white sand narrative where exactly that happens. <laughs> where Chris is like, "Oh, Shayla and the other seven of the <laughs> nine, or whatever." Yeah, the nice. six remaining of the seven total. <laughs> yes, nice. Got to Got to appreciate the. Precision. And the, the third thing is like the names of them, because we do get yeah. those three names. Yep. Suna, Vishwathar. I really hope I'm not mispronouncing them because you'll oh, be hearing sure. this over and you over. I'm sure. I'm probably am, yeah. So there is we do have some translations because the folks who do speak those languages oh, have been yep. trying to translate them over on the forums and in the Discord. Um we actually have a canonical translation of Silajana from one of one of the people at Dragon's Hill. Cool. Kalyani. Yeah, uh, Kalyani is a beta reader who helped with that aspect this, of the world yeah. building. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if if anyone knows, it she be would her. absolutely know. Yeah. yeah. So, according to her, like Silajana means origin of the stone. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, yeah, 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 track, yeah, makes sense. Know, that that tracks with like the <laughs> the um rosite. I keep yep. trying to use amberite, rosite yeah. ether. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we apparently we don't have translations for the other two. Cool. So we don't know what Suna or Vishwathar mean. Well, like the the speculation I have seen on the thread that there is a problem that we don't know which precise language Brandon is using, because there is like a dozen languages in that region of the world. Apparently, Vishwathar, the the translation that some people have speculated is world bearer, something that bears the world. Oh, that's interesting. Another another (laughs) option is world's edge. That's more like huh. if you look more like nepali apparently maybe uh, that's like a cliff like you could say that as being like it the like the air aether like the zephyr if you're like at the edge of the world oh yeah uh-huh Interesting. i don't know though you, you feel like you'd be able to say something like sky though so that'd be a little more obvious mm. yeah they're not direct translate like mm-hmm. in a lot of these people are looking for like roots of words and what words sound like etymology. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Suna is the most mysterious here, but because like the options proposed for Suna is listen, barren. Now there are like mountain ridge highland. So it's so that's the one that people have the least idea of. Especially what if that like, could mean. So Silajana's origin of stone, right? Like that also feels stony, right? In yeah. a way. Yeah, but like all all three of them could have because if you go with Silajana's origin of stone, uh, Vishawadhar as bearer of the world and Suna as the mountain, then they are all could be like different stone like things. Yeah. I feel not, like yeah. You know, he's probably going for something else with those two. That's my belief that we've got a direct stone tie and whatever tra- whatever they're trying to evoke with those terms is probably I can't imagine multiple aethers are named in such a way as to reference stone unless we've got another stone like material that one of these is referring to. Yeah, if those are all stone based, I feel like those other two names are not aethers then. I mean, maybe it's something else mythological in the world. What what if this is going to be a deep cut? Back in Aether of Night, there were some of the beings that were the upper level gods had children. They had two children that fought Mm. each other. Uh And what if what if uh, good old Silajana has two children in his dynasty, like children Aether that are the other two? There we go. And they are the new fell twins that fight each other. Deep cut. <laughs> Possibility. Sure. I mean, you can. Yeah. Maybe. You could make some kind of familial argument here, right? Because yeah. this whole speech gives me kind of kind of vibes of I am person, son of person, son of person. Like there is. Sure. Yeah. 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 It's kind of a a. A familial connection type of thing. And so mm-hmm. if you are saying, well, my ultimate patron is Silajana, or my immediate patron is Silajana, uh, then maybe these two others are links in the same chain, either in between or after. Sure. Or maybe um going back to the like chaos order ordering of the ethers and ether of night, maybe these are the ones that are grouped with Rosite slash Lajana. But then the numbers don't fit because they're 12 instead of like six that they used to be before. So I don't know. Cool. Well, that was uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. Uh, So let's get on over to who's that Cosmere character. Wow. Character is from Roshar. Menace. Tia. Tom. Braze. Void in drag on a horse. <laughs> it's time for Who's That Cosmere Character? Ta. It is Suna. <laughs> it's Suna. <laughs> for one, we know nothing about this character. <laughs> we know nothing. So. This character oh, appears in the Lost Metal. <laughs> Yes. All right. Welcome to Who's That Cosmic Character, the game show where you send five clues and a character to WTCC at 17shard.com. After each clue, uh, I these guys have a chance to guess who's that Cosmic Character. Wow. Fun. Uh, this one is sent from Fire Aspect 5. And uh, clue one, this character has lived for over 100 years. Spook. It's not Spook. Twinsel. It's not Twinsel. 
That's probably don't know that. Unknown. No. Yeah. The Lord Ruler. It's not the Lord Ruler. Uh, L? No, it's not L. L the the Rhythm of War character. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not L. Uh clue two. This character knows who Kelsier is. Marsh. It's not Marsh. Kelsier. It's not Kelsier. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> fair, fair point. He knows yeah. better than anybody else. Fair point. Um, technicality. Say Zed. It's not Say Zed. Hoid. It's not Hoid. Clue three. This character is not from Roshar. What about Orsir? It's not Orsir. Mm-hmm. Going with the Chandra theme. Mm. Tensoon. It's not Tensoon. Uh... Aley, the Aeon that Shalan gets in Rhythm of War. Sion? No. I think I'm past. I'll pass because I have no idea. Okay, clue four. This character is not a cognitive shadow. What about Cal? Oh, no, shoot. He's a, no, I'm changing it. Taking that back. I didn't say it. <laughs> you didn't finish it. You didn't finish it. <laughs> I'm stumped. Okay, yeah, this is, this is getting tough. What about, what about Bray? <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to take raise it's not raise no we don't really know Holy over a hundred is a tricky one i know yeah. right it's good um, i mean i guess i'm gonna just continue with the conjure thing vendel okay. it's not vendel so milan it is milan yay <laughs> i had but i went to the more does she know kelsier that's my i i assume no, it's knows but... who kelsier is yeah, yeah, that was what the clues. Okay, said. I guess so, that's yeah. I, I presumably five. referred to the survivor at some point, right? Yeah, I guess she's aware of who he is. That's yeah. fair. Uh, clue five was this character has slash had a romantic interest. Uh, oh, there you go. Nice. I was trying to see if I can guess Sila Jana. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how old is she? All right, cool. Uh God, our episodes record so long. So we're 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 gonna do our priority queue. Wow, cool. Uh, and you can send a priority queue by uh supporting us at the Herald tier on Patreon. It's ten dollars a month. Wow, cool. If you like supporting our stuff, you can go do that. Um, nice. I really, really sell selling it. that one. I Yo, know. That's... I know. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm a very good my, salesman at the I end am of a three-hour recording. you my credit card number right now. Yeah, great. Cool. And your social, please. Put it in the comments. Don't put it in the comments. Please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> cool. This one is sent by Lyriel. Again. Yes. Clue one. This character is a leader. Kaladin. It is not Kaladin. Azure. It's not Azure. Sigzel. It's not Sigzel. Rayodin. It's not Rayodin. Clue two. We'll really narrow it down. This character's a sharp. No. This character's <laughs> life was saved by a protagonist. Oh. <laughs> what was the first one? <laughs> the first clue is that they're a leader. Leader saved by a protagonist. Dalinar. It's not Dalinar. But Adolin. It's not Adolin. <laughs> I'm not sure this is a good guess, but I'm going to go with, with Teofil. Nope, it's Teofil. not Teofil. I like that. I like that, though. That is a good guess. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if he was saved. By no, he died. He well, saved, no, before he, he died. Okay, okay. Yeah. Before he died, he didn't. 
<laughs> Again with the before he died. Oh, no, but that doesn't work. It. Oh, no. It's too soon. Yeah. I'm just going to pass because okay. we, we're kind of in a hurry. Sure, yeah, no. Clue three, this character considers law important. Ellend. Uh, no, it is not Ellend. I forgot all the clues again. Hmm. Uh, they're a leader saved by a protagonist and uh, considers law important. I could have hung on to that leader. What about... I'm just going to throw it out there. What about Key from the Skybreakers? No, it is not get key from the sky. Oh, nice. Because that doesn't work for the first two. No. Did Kaladin save him by not killing him? What did we retcon the ending? <laughs> so retcon, I'm not <laughs> could make that argument. Uh, yeah, you could guess it. Yeah, but he's not a leader though. Like even within the skybreakers. Um he's a follower. Notum. It's not Notum. I have no idea. Okay, well, I think the next clue will be very helpful for everyone. So, do you want me to go to the next one, Veronica? Yeah. Alright, clue four. This character has been in a gunfight. Wayne? No, Wayne? Wayne does have, like, Wax. Wayne? It's not, wa- it's not Wayne, Veronica. I said Wax. It's not Wax. I'm like, can you guess the governor? But the governor is also secretly bleeder, so I don't know how that works. Chris, <laughs> Chris? You, is that, is that, no, it's not Chris. I'm gonna guess the governor. It's not the governor. Damn. Uh clue five. This character has seen death. Capital D. Marasi. It's not Marasi. Oh, wow. I was super sure of that one. <laughs> what about? Do we guess Vendel? Uh, no, that was the last one that Vendel was guessed when you guys were guessing oh. Chandra. Uh, so not this one. Vendel I'm going to guess Vendel. It's He's not a leader Vendel. in my heart. Damn. He's a science leader. Whoever is, I don't remember the name, but the cop that accompanies Marassi and Wayne to the warehouse for the, like, the meeting that goes wrong in, in the Lost oh, Metal bland. when they are later not, taken. Not, not Blanchett, but like... Blantark? Something like that. Is that who you're thinking? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, yes, it is that person. Uh, well done. What's her name? Blantach. Yeah, and Marsh comes in, you know. Uh, yeah, I was like, uh, he's yeah. in two scenes. It's, there's only so yeah, many characters. Yeah, yeah. And Lariel uh, does say, I hope Lost Metal's okay for this. It's like, it sure is. It, uh, it is, yeah. You, they I won't am, be I'm, expecting I'm, it, but... I'm still adjusting my brain to <laughs> yeah. allowing it. Oh, but you caught us so off guard last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, was, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, nice. And that is was the leader of the Bilming Constables on the Sting when they, they go to the Sting yeah. in part two of Lost Metal. So I think that counts. I I definitely mm-hmm. think that counts. And she does care about the law quite a lot. So mm-hmm. yep. but you would That's expect Morassi for sure. Yeah, I was so sure it was Morassi yeah. when you said happy I, death. I, like, I know. like I was debating guessing Morassi last time. I had it on my mind, so I just didn't get what you It wasn't. I wanted to guess that maybe Coinshot from like the final chapters who gets no. asked to sink some ships. And oh, it's like, yeah. is this legal? 
Yeah, yeah. The, oh, the skybreaker. Sky it's not a skybreaker. <laughs> Definite coin shot. Now, no. We, we do. We do. We do. Awesome. Thank you all for watching. You can find us on 7 for all your news, discussion, theories, and fun that you could ever want. You can request Aether of Night, the original, at 17shard.com. I'll put the link in the description. Uh, it does. We have to send it out manually, so it'll take a while. And I imagine a lot more people are going to request it. So it'll be a bit mm -hmm. like like weeks bit, not like hours, <laughs> just to be clear. Uh, but yeah, you can join our Discord where we also have lots of fun stuff as well. Uh, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud and YouTube. Uh, you can support our Patreon for as little as a dollar. Uh, and if you want to give us more money, you can give us a super thanks and have your comment highlighted uh, in the YouTube comments. Wow. Isn't that fun? Mm. Yeah, I forgot about that. I know. I know. That's why I'm going to remind people. Like, don't you want your YouTube comment uh, highlighted for all to see for the low price of some amount of money? Probably. Uh, wow. <laughs> that, that sounds like a steal to me. Uh <laughs> Great. Really are the masters his man. I know, I know, I know. Uh we're we're we we run a tight ship here and all right, bye. Well, I don't I don't know what's gonna be the next episode, you know, because I thought there would be a spoiler stream and then we'd do spoiler the Aether stream, episode. Maybe. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe there'll be a spoiler stream. I've I have no idea what'll be Life is a mystery. In, in the next two weeks. Maybe it'll be White Sand Omnibus. Oh. Who knows? Yeah. React with the ocean emoji to this. Comment with the ocean emoji to this episode. If you made it all the way to the end, I will. I will watch. Is it the sapphire scene that we're <laughs> going to see? Scene. It's yeah. a sapphire scene. That's right. Okay. All right. See you all next time. Peace. Bye. Bye. Ciao.